What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman. Weekly? Oh my god, today <laughs> is one of those days. Batman News Weekly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, man, I it, it's finally cold in our state today, or this week. <clears throat> and every time it gets cold, like I automatically get like sickness symptoms, which is weird, like a sore throat or runny nose or something. Yeah. And I'm feeling it today. So if this podcast is a shit show, blame that because I can just feel the drainage and shit. It sucks. Um, but anyways, Clay, how's your day going? <clears throat> you know, it it's going. It it started a little earlier than I would love to expect it to. Yeah. Um, I was just telling you before we started recording that Abby jumped ship last night and she was basically like, Hey, you're on your own tonight. I'm gonna go get some much needed rest and you're gonna stay with the baby. And I am a very hard sleeper, and mm. ever since we've gotten the baby, I have yet to wake up in the middle of the night damn and my my grandmother made me feel like shit the other day because she was like hey you know it's like it's like parental instincts to like wake up in the middle of the night to make sure that your baby's okay and i was like i have not woken up yet in two two months i have never woken up in the middle of the night (laughs) and and so the uh this morning at 3 a.m like i just heard crying and my whole body like just jerked i was like oh shit abby's not here um so yeah, uh, woke up at three o'clock in the morning. Mm. Uh, got to finish some uh, comics that we are going to be reviewing today. Didn't finish all of them mm-hmm. uh, because I did go back to sleep and just like kind of just ran through or skimmed through some of those other ones that I wasn't necessarily one hundred percent interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm very interested in hearing some comments about uh, that uh, without the Justice League Batman book. If you've read it or not, I skimmed it. Uh, I there. skimmed it also. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I only read five books and two or three of them I didn't care about. So, oof. Yeah. It wasn't a good week. I, the ones I really paid attention to were Freeze. Obviously, I mean, Catwoman, I only cared about the ending. Um, and what else? I feel like that was another decent book this week. Um, um but I got, I got, there was the again. Batman Superman. Didn't really care about that. I kind of over that already because it's like it's leading to nothing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we, we yeah. know where it's going. So it's kind of like shit. Like I don't care. But yeah. Anyways, that that's besides the point. We'll talk about comics at the end of this podcast, because the thing we need to talk about that came out, unfortunately, after our last podcast is the death of Kevin Conroy, the definitive Batman, according to Kevin Smith, which I actually agree with Kevin Smith for once. Yeah. Um, uh, there is no better Batman than Kevin Conroy. Conroy is the only, to my knowledge, the only actor who has played Batman in live action, in video games, in animation, and in comic books, if you count his comic book. Yeah. So, only person to do that, from my understanding. He is the definitive Batman. He is what everybody uses as his voice to i mean maybe not everybody the younger generation probably has like maybe brave and the bold or the batman as their voice but for a majority of people especially around our age it is kevin conroy and i mean actually it could still be kevin conroy for younger people that played the video game yeah because he was that voice and he is he's batman there's nothing else you can say this was absolutely wild um I had just saw one random tweet on Twitter and I was like, no, like this is, this is not true. There's no way. Yeah. Um, 
and then or i think it was actually drew drew that posted it in the discord posted like oh haven't confirmed yet but somebody said that kevin conroy's dead yeah. and i like searched on twitter not a whole lot of people were p- talking about it i was like oh this must be like a, one of those fake death type thing situations yeah. and then it started to pick up traction uh this one hit man like you said Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman. He is the voice inside of my head when I read a comic book with Batman in it. Um, hot take. Uh, one of my favorite performances of Kevin Conroy is actually Batman, Superman, uh, Public Enemies, and okay. not necessarily Batman the Animated Series because I, I, I grew up on Batman the Animated Series, but mm. it wasn't something that I loved to watch every single day. It was just something that I had on VHS every once in a while. I'd watch, uh, and of course, there's uh, Phantasm that I would watch every once in a while. But yes. like when when Kevin Conroy got to interact with other people in the DC universe, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, I feel like those moments were the best, and those were really really great. I think the one that always gets tossed up on the internet and circulates at least once a year is the moment with uh the uh with ace mm-hmm. the uh the little girl yeah from in, the royal flesh I, gang yeah royal flesh gang yeah 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 no that is uh definitely one of the most touching moments um i had noticed kevin conroy wasn't looking so great as he was getting older um i didn't know he had cancer so like neither yeah. did i yeah so, apparently I, it was a very short battle with cancer too you know, and I'm curious because, and this is one of my biggest fears, right? And this is something that, um, you know, my my sister's been beating it into my dad about like, hey, you're getting older, you got to go get some checkups, you got to do all that kind of stuff. Because Latino men really don't like going to the doctor. And a lot of men in general don't like going to the doctor. I've always been like, I'll go to the doctor for fucking anything. Like, you know what I mean? And it's probably why my subconscious has health anxiety. I've probably just always been a bit of a hypochondriac. But um, I'll go get everything checked out. And like, I just because it's, it's just comforting to know, like, yeah, we did the test. But then your mind, well, at least my mind's like, you know, doctors have been wrong before, right? And I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I hope Kevin Conroy was somebody. I hope that this was just, you know, his time. I yeah. hope it wasn't something that they caught really late and he just because he didn't go to the doctor and that would suck. But I mean, hey, 66 years on this planet, like some people don't even get that far. And nobody can have 30 years of being a legend, you know? And one thing that I don't think you uh, were that you put in the sense of like being played as Batman, mm-hmm. he was on Crisis on Infinite Earth, so he did get to play his live action version. Oh, no, I said that. That's what I opened uh, with. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. That's why I said live action. He's the only person to be able to do that um, and like do the voices. Because like I think, I mean, who else would be has any of the Batman that are live action done voice acting work for Batman? Uh, I don't think so. No. You know? So you can't really say any of that. And then you can say, like, Keaton's been drawn into Batman, but he's not necessarily been Batman. He didn't write yeah. for Batman, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I wouldn't count him for the comic book stuff. And then, again, yeah, they haven't done voice or video games, so... You know, and sometimes they'll hire people to mimic their voices. Like I found out recently that all the toys and video games of everything of Toy Story are done by Tom Hanks's brother. Yeah. Yeah, which is wild because it sounds exactly like Tom Hanks. 
And so Tom Hanks is like, yeah, he's making a killing <laughs> doing all that shit. He's like, I don't want to do it. Um, so I think that's just really funny. Um, but yeah, dude, Kevin Conroy, it sucks because like I once I saw this, I was just like, did I ever have the chance to meet him? Like I, I was thinking the exact same thing. And, you know, working at a comic shop and doing the things that I've done, I've had the great opportunity to be invited to Comic Cons and everything else. I don't I have seen him like yeah. I have seen him from afar from across the room. I never had the opportunity to talk to him. Neither did I. I felt this way when Adam West passed because I'm pretty sure Adam West was at one of our cons before here in the city. Mm-hmm. And I saw nobody at his table at the time when I passed by him. And I was like, oh, that's Batman. But I didn't go talk to him. And I wish I would have. Yeah. And maybe I'm just making that memory up. I'd have to go back and make sure that he was actually here at one point. If not, then I just dreamed that, um, which I think has definitely happened in some situations. But um, I've got to meet some people like Jim Lee. I met him on a boat when DC Universe first happened because they had a, a DC Universe like party only, which was really cool. And um, I got to meet Jim Lee. So I'm glad I've got to meet him. Kind of sucks. I'll never have the opportunity to meet Tim Sale because I really loved his comic books. Um, And yeah, you know, like uh, I, you know, I've met Tom King. I met him on multiple occasions, which I'm glad. And, you know, it it makes you appreciate the people you have got to meet because my biggest one was uh, Stan Lee. I never got to meet Stan Lee. And I had the opportunity. I was literally at our old job one day looking at my phone. I was like, do I would I really pay $350 to meet this guy? Cause like it's gonna be a quick photo. And I was like, is it gonna be worth it? Like, but I was like, you get an autograph or something, I too think it was like a huge package for Stanley. And I was gonna pull the trigger and they sold out. And I was just like, ah, it's not meant to be. And then he like, I think he died like two years later. And I was just like, fuck. I I met Stanley uh indirectly hmm. uh when I volunteered for the convention in our city. Yeah. Um, he ran over my foot with his scooter nice. uh, and his bodyguard kind of like shoved me aside. And I was like, oh, shit, that was Stan Lee. He ran over my foot. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I will remember yeah. this day forever. Yeah, um, that's funny. So I I have never had I never had the opportunity to talk to him, but mm-hmm. I was like literally that close to him. So, yeah, I will always remember that. But, man, uh, I was seeing all day, all day other people in the voice acting community uh, reaching out and like saying their two cents on this whole thing. Uh, Tara strong had some words uh, about, yeah, she Kevin. had a multiple story long tweets. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, the one who kind of helped break the story was the voice actress for poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, then there was, Oh shoot. Uh, the voice of Catwoman from the Arkham city games. Yeah. Uh, she, said oh my batman is gone uh and then she put a screenshot from the game so this is this is a voice that is going to be missed for sure and uh i think i shared it in the discord there was actually a uh comic strip from i believe uh way oh, yeah, that. that was a good one um, that it was batman the animated series and it was like uh jim gordon is like under the weather and so is batman but batman passes him a note that says i've lost my voice i'm sorry i couldn't say anything mm-hmm. and like it, you see the tribute to kevin conroy in the next panel yeah really really touching really really cool uh but yeah man this this is this was very very unexpected 
Yeah, it sucked, man. And, um, you know, uh, this probably won't be the title of this because if people have already had a week of this, you know, he died. I'm pretty sure he died the day after he died Friday, right? Or he died on the yeah. 10th, I think. So, yeah, about about a week ago yeah. uh, at the time of recording this podcast. So I don't want to, you know, it's been everybody's been talking. People are still talking about it. I'm seeing stuff still to this day of like posting their favorite moments and stuff. And yeah, he's always going to be my Batman, just like. You know, Mark Hamill is the best Joker. I don't care what people say. People are like, oh, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. I'm like, no, you, you guys are dumb. You have not seen Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's voice is what people use as the Joker's voice. And, you know, it's maybe maybe I've been, um, how do you say, poisoned or corrupted by Batman the Animated Series with these amazing voice actors. But it's also like... If you write dialogue for Batman and I can't read it and believe that Kevin Conroy would say that, I just think it's bad dialogue. I'm just like, I'm sorry. Kevin Conroy would make anything work. And I was like, because like, if you go back and watch the animated series, they said some cheesy shit. And like, if, if you can't, if I can't read that in Kevin Conroy's voice, then you just wrote bad Batman dialogue. I'm sorry. Um, And that, that could be a bit nitpicky, but like, that's just kind of how it is. And I don't know, man. This is definitely probably the one, like, obviously, I, I I didn't know him personally, so I'm not, like, shedding tears or anything over it, but it is definitely something that, it just kind of sucks, you know? Like, because he was, I, I was watching animated series, like, two weeks ago, just for fun. I would just throw it on in the background, and then it's always one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'll throw it on in the background, but I always forget what I'm fucking doing, and I just keep watching the show, because yeah. it's so good. And uh, it's definitely something I would model my my comic writing off of. Uh, obviously, it, that's a little bit dated with some of the dialogue and stuff they say in there. So I wouldn't carry the dialogue over. But definitely the way Batman would talk and carry himself, I think, is would show in my writing. Because the animated series was just so good, man. And to be on top for 30 years, like, like that's insane. You know, that's that's a legacy I don't think people are going to forget for a really long time. And... I just hope that we I hope DC does some kind of tribute for him in the comic books. You know that we are getting the animated series season three, I think. So hopefully he gets something in there. Yeah. Um, if they aren't going to do it in every book, because they did do a lot of like a lot of um, artists and stuff. And I understand like that's probably more fitting for the artists and people that have wrote. But I feel like Kevin Conroy has done so much for the character of Batman that he's deserves it. You know, I mean, they did it for Stan Lee. He wasn't even really part of DC. You know, he was just a legend in general. And uh, I feel like Kevin Conroy is one of those people that deserves to be on, you know, in the pantheon of uh, legendary comic book uh, creators, or I should say just people in the industry, you know. Um, It's unfortunate. I hope that uh, some kind of award is made for Kevin Conroy, like, you know, the Kevin Conroy Award for voice acting or kevin conroy scholarship or something because i don't ever want his name to disappear and it's unfortunate with as much death as we see every day like people don't really get their i guess their time to shine to be mourned you know because something also happens like immediately like you know yeah man and we thought that like covid took a lot of people but like yeah in the comic book industry 2022 has not been great for the comic no. book industry no, we've been losing a lot of people, which is crazy. But at the same time, it's also like, you know, uh, we've been reading these people for decades and it's it's only natural that, you know, they're going to start passing, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it is unfortunate. Uh, and the one thing that sucks is 
it's probably because they also couldn't get the best medical care, you know, unless they were the tippity top and they were getting paid really well and their comics were still selling like crazy. A lot of these comic artists that did something legendary didn't, you know, you don't get healthcare and all that kind of stuff from my understanding in the comic industry, you know, it's just yeah. like you get paid per project and that's how it works and you got to take care of yourself in other ways. Uh, luckily, Kevin Conroy was an actor, so he probably had like the guild and stuff that protected him. But, um, you know, he still I mean, it was only like two or three weeks ago that there was all that voice acting drama with Bayonetta. Right. Yeah. That were saying that they're not getting paid enough. Granted, that lady lied, turns out, which kind of really fucking sucked. But, you know, I'm pretty sure Kevin Conroy was getting paid well. You know, I am really happy, though, that Conroy I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong here. That Conroy and Hamill got to do Killing Joke, even though it was bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the the only bad parts was the Barbara Gordon parts. You know what I mean? That were thrown in there. I think the rest of it was just a Killing Joke for you know for what it was. Um, but the book was always too short for a movie. Um, but I remember Hamill saying that that's the one Joker he would come back for because he was kind of saying he was going to be retired for a while. He, he's like, I'm done with Joker, and he's yeah. like, but I'll come back for Killing Joke. And they're like, all right, we're going to do Killing Joke, and then they got to work together again. And so I'm just like, all right, that's fucking awesome. Um, Hamill did have like a little tweet, you know, called, I don't know if he said he was like his brother or whatever, but like, yeah, he, he had loved a good him like a brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. When, when Hamill dies, like that's going to be rough. Fuck. You know, that that's going to be really rough uh, because he he is my Joker as well. He, he he's, he's the definitive Joker for me as well. Unfortunately, I don't think he's ever going to be able to do a live action one unless they do something like random, like Elseworld kind of shit. Well, if, if you look back, so there was an episode of the flash mm -hmm. where Jay Garrick, of course, the old flash from the nineties, yeah. uh, John William, uh, John Wesley ship. Yeah. Uh, he was playing the flash and mm -hmm. Mark Hamill was playing the trickster yeah but if yeah, you look yeah. at if you look at his makeup mm -hmm. it was like the joker so yeah. it was it was basically an alternate world quote unquote where the joker and and trickster were kind of like an amalgam of, of the yeah, same character. yeah i remember watching that um i'm pretty sure i made a video on it if, if i was still covering it at the time but uh yeah i wish you I, he's still you know i think you could still do something with him for sure um even if it was like in the flash or something that was elseworld just give him like a little cameo yeah you know um he'd be like do you have my batman or some shit like that you know that'd be kind of cool but um because yeah i i would love to see hamill write something in comics i don't think he's done that from my understanding um but he's done video games and and obviously the animated series so yeah um we'll see hopefully that hopefully we don't have to talk about hamill's death for a really 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 i hope i'm old when he's you know dying i'm old now but like i'm hoping i'm really old um so because i mean i i yeah i don't even want to think about that because i'm like dude like harrison ford's getting pretty old and i'm just like oh, fuck yeah. you know and he's still flying his fucking planes and i'm like take those away from him like well you, you hear you hear now he's gonna be the president in in the mcu yeah i'm hearing about that which is crazy um so you know well you know I hope they all stick around for a really long time. But anyways, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. You were Batman. Um, but speaking of Batman, let's move on to Zaslav saying we have enough Batman in this universe. What is this news that's coming out about so, this? This 
came around in the same time that we spoke last week. It was kind of like a last minute thing on the end of our uh, podcast, but just want to bring it up again. There was a town hall going on around the same time that we were recording. And what had happened was Zaslov wanted to make things very clear that there isn't going to be multiple Batman inside the DC universe. Uh, now, <laughs> if if you've been following the words that Zazalv has said in all of his uh, investors calls and everything else, we know the man is unfortunately not good with numbers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, he made the comment of like, we haven't seen a Superman movie in 13 years and all of these other things when the last Superman movie was only 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but this, everybody was like memeing. It's like, yeah, there's not going to be four Batman in the DC universe. There's only going to be three, you know? Yeah. Uh, so how do you, because I, I think I put this in the discord and your comment was good. Mm -hmm. They can finally figure out the problem that they've always had. Or yeah. the, the that they were starting to have. That was um, my main problem. That's the one thing I want James Gunn to fix. Yeah, is the Batman problem. Now, you could take the Zaslav stuff in many ways. To be honest, uh, does it mean that we're not going to have a Batman period and it's only going to be Robert Pattinson, which would be terrible in my opinion? Um, or does it mean that Robert Pattinson is going to be brought into the DCU, which I think is worse, in my opinion? I think so as well. Yeah. Because we... It's not a hate on, on Robert Pattinson. It's just his Batman doesn't work in this universe. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't work with a universe that is fantastical. Yeah. Like... I like Robert just... Pattinson. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that with a little bit of work and a little bit of cutting of time in his Batman movies, mm -hmm. it can be a decent Batman movie. But uh, the quote says here uh, from Zaslav, I finally got the Hollywood Reporter article up. Uh, I think over the next few years, we're going to see a lot of growth and opportunity around DC. There's not going to be for Batman. And so Part of our strategy is to drive the hell out of DC, which James and Peter are going to do. I think they'll, uh, I think they've thrilled the fans. I think they're going to thrill you over a period of time. Yeah. It doesn't say a whole lot to like what that means. Yeah. But I honestly think. Uh, because something that we did throw out at the end of our last episode uh, that is kind of a discussion here going into the idea of James Gunn teasing a whole lot and kind of goes into a somewhat discussion of what our, uh, the comics we're going to read or uh, talk about today is the idea of Batmite and like the zaniness and the craziness that James Gunn seemingly is pushing us into with the DC yeah. universe. I really think... James Gunn is going to use the fifth dimension imps to somehow rewrite or soft relaunch the DC universe. It's very possible because we have an imp. It's a very impy week 
yeah in books and across the dc universe which is really weird um and i could see it and you know what it's those zany characters that i feel like james gunn loves to mess with um uh, that's probably the last thing i would want to see in a in a movie if i'm being honest but if you're trying to correct a universe that has been fucked from the start that's probably what you need to do, right? Because I think James Gunn, if he was starting this from, from scratch, we wouldn't have got fucking Flashpoint. Flashpoint yeah. wouldn't be happening in James Gunn's original run if if that, you know, if that was working. So now he has to deal with, he's like, look, we already sank so much money into the Flash. We can't do anything with it. We have to show it as is. And there's two Batman in it. So we have to explain that if it's not like, ultimately explained right and they could have the imps show up and be like oh y'all aren't supposed to be here like i'm gonna take one of you back to blah 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 you know whatever uh if it doesn't get solved in uh in flash right yeah um because i mean i'm just curious if freaking keaton's batman was supposed to be in aquaman and batgirl then i would assume in flash he sticks around so how are they going to explain that now you know what i mean um so I'm just very curious on what they're going to do. And he's hinted at Batmite multiple times. Yeah. So I feel like it's either a running joke that he's just trying to do or it's going to happen. Um, And maybe the more he like jokes about it, the more like people are going to be accepting of it. Obviously, there's going to be people that hate it, right? They're going to be yeah. people that hate it no matter what. But... I don't know. I feel like you could do something like Batmite if you give us a badass Batman still. Like, if you're going to just give us a bad... Like, I just don't want... He's got to be... As long as Batman is not joking around with Batmite, like, he's just like, why are you here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't need to be here. And Batmite's doing the zany stuff, and he's just like, leave me alone. You know what I mean? You need that. You cannot have them both joking, because that would be terrible. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. We'll We'll see what happens... I, my, again, I, I said it from day one, the biggest problem in this DC universe is who is going to be Batman because it can't be Robert Pattinson. Like, and I don't, Matt Reeves doesn't want to deal with the rest of the people. He, I think at the start, because a lot of people, I know a lot of people are going to reference this. They're like, well, originally he said it was going to be part of the DCEU. That was at the time. We're in the DCU now. That doesn't exist anymore. But then it came out that, He's not a part of anything. He made it very clear that this is a standalone thing and it's in its own universe now. And he's going to build a bat universe. He's not going to build a DC universe. So, um, you know, even the actors have said like, oh yeah, on set, we've talked about who else we can do. We're like, how can we bring a Superman? Like he can't fly. So he's going to have to be, you know, maybe a strong man. Like that's what we're going to do. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds stupid. So like they've even talked about it. And, um, so he doesn't work. So now you're left with, are we going to do Keaton or are we going to do Affleck? Affleck looking pretty good nowadays. He seems like he's on in a better spot in his life. So I feel like you can roll with that if you want to. Um, and I think Affleck's also the perfect age. If you want to Tony Stark him later, you can have somebody else take up the mantle, right? Yeah. Cast a young, good looking person, like maybe in their mid twenties or something like that. That can be Nightwing now. And then, you know, do the death of Batman. And then he takes up the mantle and he's freaking, you know, he's Batman. Um, 
And I think you go with that route. And I think that'd be kind of cool because then at that point, I feel like it's okay introducing Damien. You know what I mean? And it's like, all right, Damien's going to grow up and maybe he'll grow up to be something and whatever. Um, and I think that's just kind of how you can do some of the progression because Batman, in reality, Batman's the only guy you're worried about aging. Everybody yeah. else is kind of like, man, we could roll with you for a while. Like yeah. Green Lanterns, you can roll with them forever if you wanted to. Um, but Batman's the only human that's like, oh, you're the only one that's kind of not realistic. Uh, I mean, unless you're written by a certain writer, you know what I mean? Um, that we'll be talking about in three weeks. Um, but like, <laughs> I I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, I want to jump to three weeks already, like so bad. Um, if you're in our Discord, you guys probably know what we're talking about. But anyways, um, so yeah, I don't know. What is your ideal situation here? My ideal situation is, oh, man, it's so hard to say. I I for sure don't want Pattinson in the DC universe. Um, I just can't see him. I can't see Pattinson and Cavill on screen together. I yeah. I I can't. Yeah. I know there's so many people that have been doing the like fan made posters of Pattinson and the dude from superman and lois mm -hmm. and they're like oh this is our superman and batman from here on out fuck cavill blah blah like what it's it's weird that's awesome. it's weird yeah. but i i need a batman that can play with the other people in the sandbox yeah i'm sorry i know there is so many batman fans they're like Batman's the best. Batman's the only superhero ever. He's the greatest. Blah, 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 blah. He's the GOAT. Blah, 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 blah. Like, he is better when he is able to play off of other characters. Yeah. That's that's the Batman that I love. Yeah. Because Batman in his own universe is just some random vigilante dude. Like, for me. Mm -hmm. Again... Other Batman fans can see it in a completely different light. I understand that. But when I see these characters, same with Superman. You can make a Superman trilogy and a universe and everything else. It's going to get boring until I get to see him hanging out with Green Lantern, with Flash, with Batman. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, do I necessarily want them to recast? No, because I really want to see Ben Affleck able to really do something more with that character, to yeah. be completely honest. Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill had a few scenes and they worked. Like yes. when they when they meet at um Luther's party, I thought that was a great scene. Yeah. Uh, and when he buys the farm back, you know, he's like, How'd you do it? You know, he's like, eh, I bought the bank. You know, like he they already have good chemistry, in my opinion, and I don't think you need to change that. And I hope Gunn sees that. And he's like, yeah. you know, again, he has the power. And he's like, dude, we're at we're we're over here. We're making a bunch of shit. Like, what do you want to do? Like, what's your dream project? I just need you to be Batman. You know what I mean? Like, we can give you a light schedule if you want. If you want to just do cameo shit, like, that's fine. We can work with that. And I'd be fine with that, too. Like, if he's just going to be a side character in a bunch of movies, I'm cool with that. Although I'd still love to see that movie he wanted to make, yeah. you know? But, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, maybe he offers him a show, you know? Maybe that's the better way to showcase Batman because you could do a bunch of different things. Um, but, you know, we'll see where it goes. I think it's just, it's comforting to hear 
that James Gunn knows that Superman and Batman are really important. You know what I mean? He said he likes when they interact with each other. So maybe yeah. we get a world's finest to have established them again. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Um, because I think, yeah, I wouldn't mind a, a a show like that. Or like not even a show, but a movie. You know what would be cool? I wonder if if James Gunn would be down to do like mini mini series like that are just like three to six episodes of something to just reestablish it i i don't know how i feel about that and the reason why is because now again this is coming from somebody who isn't establishing themselves in short-term media like mm -hmm. you are with youtube tiktok instagram and yes. everything else right so for me one of the most frustrating things that I am watching in the MCU right now is six to nine episode series. And yeah. they're just not being enough context or enough info for a new character or mm -hmm. to establish future storytelling within the MCU. Fair point. That's my big thing. Mm -hmm. And I'll be completely honest. Andor in Star Wars right now is 12 episodes and it has been a killer series. Mm hmm. So I think 10 to 12 episodes should be like the start. Yeah. You know what I want to see somebody do? And like, I'm, I'm curious on why this has never happened. Why would you not make a big budget show like Game of Thrones, right? Mm -hmm. And introduce it at theaters. Hour long episodes, cheaper ticket prices, maybe like $3 a ticket. And you get to experience it in a theater with other people. But every week, though? Why not? Why not? I cheaper feel ticket? like... Yes, if you, if you go the cheaper ticket route... Like I you drop it on Friday, but the, the TV episode comes out on Sunday. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. I Maybe you drop that. it on Wednesday so people can go during the week. You know? Because Friday is a big movie day. Yeah. But like... Why I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. You could put them in the smaller theaters, you know, like you don't have to take the big budget theater. And because yeah. like we have a theater that has like 18 screens and like the smallest one has like maybe 50 chairs in it, maybe 30 chairs, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So I think you do that, you know, because it would be cool to watch it with people like a TV show and just charge cheaper ticket prices. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't do that, especially especially if we're trying to. I mean, granted, I think the movie theaters, the experience is coming back with a boom. Um yeah. But, like, I don't know why nobody's ever tried that. You know what I mean? It would be interesting. I could see them doing, like, the pilot in the finale, but not every episode, you know? I don't know. I mean, I think it would be overkill for something like an anime. Like, that's just too much. But yeah. you're thinking, like, some of these things are hour long. Like, you just, I would think as long as you make sure that they're an hour long, like, bam, I think it's kind of cool. But see, I also feel like things like uh, AMC's fast pass or whatever they call it like mm -hmm. you would have to get rid of that because like you you would have to say does not work with this pass or this pass mm -hmm. because those allow you to see one movie a week or like so many movies a month you know and if they yeah. just use it for that one show for that entire month like they're not going to necessarily like they'll still make the money because mm -hmm. then AMC has to dish out that money. Yeah. But I feel like AMC would be like, man, people are just going to use this pass and we're well, not going to make I, any money. I, 
I see it as a bonus, right? So the plan is like, it's still going to come out on HBO or whatever, but I think just to get some extra money, you do it like a few days early, kind of like yeah. a Patreon exclusive or something. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, okay. if you want this in a theater experience, like go to, or maybe just even offer it the day it comes out and be like, Hey, do you want to watch this with people? Like there's an option. Like we're premiering it at the same time. It goes live on HBO max. And like, yeah. you can just do that as an experience. I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, which I'm surprised they've never tried to do that before. Um, but anyways, that's just me because I think you could do that with a superhero show is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so if you were going to do six episodes of a Batman show or six to 12, like, dude, that's three months worth of content like that we can drop weekly. You know what I mean? For yeah. the next 12 weeks, like we fucking have extra money coming in because before yeah. you're just dropping it on a, on a, a cable service people have to buy. So I don't know. I, I, I would say experiment with that and see how it works, you know? Um, or maybe like you said, maybe just do the premiere and the, the finale. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there's, that's just, that just seems like extra income that I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Maybe it costs a lot to put them in there and there's that kind of shit that that doesn't offset maybe, but, Probably. um, I think you could work something out with theaters cause they, they always want butts and seats no matter what, right? They make a majority yeah. of their money off concessions. People are yeah. going to want popcorn and shit. Like, why not get more stuff in there? I mean, one of our theaters here does like old ass movies and shows and sing-alongs. So yeah. like it it's doable. People like it. Um, so anyways, there's that. Uh, but let's move on to, let's see. Um, Zaslov shares update gun and Saffron finishing their DCU Bible for movies, TV and games. Uh, what is all this about? Again, this was part of the town hall that they did last week. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and mesh this with the James Gunn teases because Gunn has been teasing a lot of different characters this past week yep. since our last uh, podcast. Uh, of course, we knew about Jason Momoa and... Uh, well, not really confirmed Jason Momoa and, of course, Lobo. But, of course, we've talked about Batmite. Yesterday was the... Jonah Hex. Oh, Jonah Hex. I can't remember the exact number of uh, the anniversary of that character. 50, I think? Was it 50? Yeah, it might have been. Um, pretty sure it was something wild like that. Um, yeah, 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary of uh, Jonah Hex. There has been a tease of, oh shoot, who who else did he throw out there? Um, well, we heard that he likes Batmite and Metalman. Yes, Batmite, Metalman. Uh, there was also the. I mean, if you're if you're including the Halloween one, it's Dead Man. Mister Terrific as well. He teased. When did you Mr. do that? So he did that November 15th, the day before yesterday. Oh. Uh, he he just did a picture of Mr. Terrific, and people were going crazy. People were photoshopping Kevin Hart's face onto Mr. Terrific's body, and I just hate myself for that. Um, I I would hate it. I would absolutely hate if Kevin uh, yeah. Hart joined the DC universe. I would absolutely hate it. Um, but yeah, it, so so Mr. Terrific, Jonah Hex, Lobo. This is a vast difference. And what we were already getting in the DC. To be fair, because I'm thinking about him, like, who could he play? Because he's got to be with The Rock. It's going to be in The Rock's movie. I would have rather had Kevin Hart instead of that fucking kid. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Kevin Hart could have been the kid. He's short enough. Like <laughs> I I would have rather seen that because that kid sucked. At least Kevin Hart would have at least made those scenes a little bit more entertaining. You could yeah. have thrown him around. You know what I mean? That would have been cool. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just had to say that because I was just like, who could he play? But yeah, he would have been better than the kid. Oh shit. Yeah. But yeah, I I think that even though we as DC fans are seeing these characters as just the DC characters, we're like, yeah, we want to see more of this. If you look at these characters and then look at the characters that we got in the DCEU, this is a vast difference. There is a major, major difference in seeing Aquaman and Wonder Woman on screen and then seeing Lobo and Batmite on screen. Yeah. There's a huge difference between seeing the Flash and Superman and seeing Mr. Terrific and freaking uh uh Jonah Hex. Like mm-hmm. it's so big of a difference. And when he says a DC Bible, now this type of phrasing has happened before in Star Wars and in uh uh Marvel. So mm-hmm. In Star Wars, Star Wars has not only continuity inside of their movies, but also in their video games and in their books. And they have an entire team that has everything kind of laid out in a timeline. So once scripts are written for a new project, once ideas are brought up for a new project, these individuals need to find okay if you want it between this and this you need to know that this happens this happens this happens and this happens yeah same thing with marvel marvel has been very loosey-goosey with it because they have not necessarily retconned a lot of things but they've run into continuity issues with some of their stuff and and star wars has done the same recently but in my mind i think dc has a very strange and fun opportunity in this basically being a relaunch because they can rewrite anything they want that has already happened in the previous DCEU. Yeah. And then just write whatever going into the future. So how do you feel about having a DCU Bible moving forward with all this? Anything. I don't give a fuck what they do to get me my movies, you know? And having a plan is always good. You know, it's something Batman would do. So if they need to write their own Bible, like, hey, these characters can't do this, or we need to introduce these characters by this time, or we need to set this up to set this up, go for it. Because whatever they were doing before, genuinely seemed like they didn't have a plan. You know what I mean? We were hoping they had a plan, but they, they were like, we got 10 years, whatever, whatever. We've been hearing that for 10 years, as you've said before. But... Now it seems like James Gunn is like, oh, no, 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 we're actually taking this seriously. We're going to plan this out. You know, in the next five years, we're going to have a Batmite movie or we're going to have this. Or we're going to have shows that have the Metal Man or whatever the hell they're going to do. I think that's really cool because I think James Gunn is somebody that can introduce Elseworld stories. In James Gunn's new DC studios, we could probably have Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah, which WB already owns Game of Thrones and DC. Uh, why don't we just combine them? Why don't we just make 
the DC yeah. version of it. Like they could it's something they could do, which is something Marvel's not doing. Right. I think they've probably done some weird shit in um, what if. Right. Yeah. But it's not necessarily live action. But I would love to see fucking Batman going up against a dragon or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be kind of cool. I think we we actually have the potential to get some Elseworld stories out of James Gunn. And I think he'll introduce it in a way that makes sense. You know what I mean? Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, this is a flash and the Speed Force actually unlocks every timeline and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Kind of that bullshit. I wouldn't mind them to kind of explore. Maybe we get the, maybe we get the, dark, you know, dark, what is it? Dark multiverse, that was called. Yeah. yeah. Like, what if we fucking get that? L- let's not touch the light multiverse, whatever they tried to do. Bendis, whatever the fuck he was trying to introduce at one point. Um, <laughs> because that makes no fucking sense. But, like, yeah, I'm curious. Like, what if we have, like, what if they go out to the, what is it called? The outer wall or like the wall you can't go beyond? Yeah, yeah. Like, what if they introduce that at some point? Cause then you're just like, what the fuck? You know? Um, and like, I don't know, it would be, it would be wild to see that kind of shit in movies. And uh, if they need to plan it out, I'm cool with it. I don't care if it's called the Bible or fucking the script or the commandments. I don't care. Like just whatever you need to do to make this shit entertaining. I'm, I'm down. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go. Uh, there was that announcement about them going to CCXP or I was just about to bring that up. It's right here. So it says here, Warner Brothers Discovery will participate in CCXP 22. Warner Brothers Pictures and HBO Max will be in attendance. There will be an inactivity space dedicated to films from the DC Universe, Shazam Fury of the Gods, The Flash, and Aquaman 2 Lost Kingdom. Do you think we get a second Flash trailer? Wouldn't that be a... Was the, the thing that we got recently a real trailer? Or was it a teaser? It was technically supposed to be a teaser. Yeah. But, like, you didn't really see anything. Like, that was yeah. literally just a tease where you just saw the Flash's new costume and you saw the back of Keaton's head. Yeah. I think we get an actual trailer. Um, and I think that'll be the only one I need to watch. And then I'll I'll leave it alone after that because... I forgot what I got burned on. Re- oh, the Batman uh, that I learned from not watching every fucking trailer from that movie. Um, and then we'll get Shazam. I hope Shazam doesn't. If there is a Wonder Woman cameo, doesn't show Wonder Woman. I hope it doesn't. I don't think they will. Only because, you know, this is spoilers for Black Adam, but we've already talked about Black Adam. So it's not really a spoiler anymore, especially since they've officially released it. The yeah. in credit scene has officially been released this week. And so they waited that long to finally release that in credit scene. So if Wonder Woman is in Shazam, I think they will kind of step back for a bit until after it's been in theaters for a while. And then if they want to show the public, hey, look who's in this movie, you know, maybe to get a few more butts and seats and whatnot, I think they'll wait. I'm really hoping James Gunn, I don't know, because they say it's a bad omen if you don't have like, um, you know, critical, like you don't have, because I'm getting really tired of all the leaks from the movies nowadays. You know what I mean? Like we're hearing all the good shit from these movies. And of course, we cover it on the podcast because it comes across our radar. But I'm hoping James Gunn's like, no, these movies are good. 
Um, and we're not going to screen them to a bunch of people because we don't want the leaks getting out. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if they have all those people. Even if they have those people sign NDAs, they're not following them. Because yeah. we follow, we get all of that shit. So, um, yeah, I'm curious because I, I kind of don't want to hear about a lot of the stuff. We heard about the Superman shit a long time ago. Yeah. So I'm hoping there's a way that they kind of keep all that stuff under wraps until it comes out. But who knows what the day of the, you know, the age of the internet nowadays. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I am excited to see where it all goes. And I just hope they don't. Yeah, the trailers need to kind of chill out with showing everything because that ruined the Batman for me for sure. Actually, yeah. the Batman ruined the Batman for me because it was just so long. <laughs> um, but yeah, is that? Uh, oh, speaking of the Batman, multiple scoops, uh, scoopers have dropped name of Hush the, as the villain for Matt Reeves, the Batman 2. What is this? I have not heard this. Yeah, so Hush, we had even said in our review, because there's that one moment when they're doing like a, like an exposition dump inside the movie, yeah. and the word Hush just like just is plastered on the big screen and that moment and everybody's like oh man that must mean hush is going to be a part of this trilogy blah, blah, blah. so yeah. we kind of assume that maybe hush might have an appearance or it might have just been a you know a small little easter egg yeah but there is a lot of traction hitting for a lot of different scoopers saying that hush is definitely somebody who is being talked about about being in the batman 2 yeah yeah, this is something that uh, Drew thinks is stupid because it's pretty much what they just did in the first movie, which uh, I it would be so fucking hilarious if it is Hush because Drew Drew loved the movie. So like that would just be like, damn, that sucks. The one like the one person or not the one person. We have a lot of people that actually like the Batman in the story, but he was somebody that was like, y'all guys don't know shit like when it came out, you know. Uh, so if they get a Hush again, I'm just like join our side bro join well, our side not only not only that i feel like unfortunately wb would be like oh do you remember the animated movie with hush yeah like we should do that and so yeah. that's why a lot of people are like oh clayface oh mm -hmm. wait hush like and then we end up getting the fact that like if the riddler is secretly hush in yeah. the batman 2 i'm gonna i'm gonna scream i'm gonna hate it yeah that would be stupid um I, I think hush is just a you should have done it as your first person like if you would have if hush would have been the first character in the batman instead of riddler that would have been so much better yeah. um but yeah having having him now after you've it's the same fucking story yeah so it's just like what are you gonna do but uh, i would hate for matt reeves to be that person you know just like legit he, he's basically the zadarsky of movies and i just don't want that you know what i mean and i don't know uh I, there's like so much so much more you could do. i i cannot think i can from now on i can never hear zadarsky's name or think of zadarsky without thinking of batman 130 yeah I, dude we want to talk about it so bad y'all we like you don't you don't have any idea i will just tell you like obviously we can't talk about it but i texted clay because like I, I hate when people do this to me but i do it to people every once in a while to add drama and i texted clay i was like dude and like clay's like what's up you know what i mean i'm like you need to read batman 130 because i cannot stop laughing and then he fucking he's like he goes and reads and he's like what the fuck? <laughs> I I will say this also. There is a book today uh, that we're going to be talking about 
where Juice read it again a month in advance yeah. and and said, Clay, I think that uh, Tom Taylor, I'll give you a hint right there, Nightwing, mm-hmm. uh, jumped the shark. And yeah. I, I think I think it's just too zany. And then I read Batman 130. I'm like, nah, Tom Taylor is <laughs> A-OK. <laughs> it's wild that I would I would probably in the context of both be like, yeah, Tom Taylor's is actually better, which is insane. Um doesn't mean that's still not zany though. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, it's if you guys hear us reference it for the next few weeks, it's just because we want to talk about it so bad. Um you know, but it is what it is. Anyways, fucking, um, yeah, so Hush being the Batman 2 villain is just, it's such a bad idea, in my opinion. It's, um, it's unfortunately follows the trope of, like, oh, this storyline was something that the audience could get behind. So let's just do the same thing, but with the different elements so yeah. that way it looks different but it's still the same and people will love it just the same mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's a lot of movies that do that there's a yeah. lot of movies where you see the first one and you're like okay the second one was good but it's kind of the same movie as the first one so why is deadpool. there yeah yeah deadpool kind of used the same jokes and all that kind of shit um yeah it's, that's what makes a movie bad and i think that's the reason why i want joker 2 to be so drastically different. You know what I mean? Like a musical is insane as a sequel. You know what I mean? But I think that's the only way you can actually differentiate each movie and not be like, no, it was kind of like the the first one, you know? Um, Because who else did that? Like I'm thinking of like recent movies because Deadpool was just, yeah, rip off. Like, uh, even when they try to redo like an old movie, right? Like Dumb and Dumber 2, Dumb and Dumber-er, they just did a lot of the same jokes, even though it was like 20 years later. And like, I just love Dumb and Dumber, so I still watch the movie, but I'm like, ah, you're just, you know, you didn't try to make it that different. Like, you just try yeah. to do the same thing. Um, and you, you can't do that when it comes to sequels, in my opinion. It just makes them bad. But I think they got the right thing for Deadpool 3. They're like, we're bringing in Hugh Jackman. I was like, oh, that's going to be vastly different. Because they're yeah. going to give Hugh Jackman a lot of screen time. He's going to be able to do some cool shit. And that's going to be fun. So um, I think they're probably learning from their mistakes with the second one. But yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I just think you could do so much more than Hush. And I don't know. Maybe that's something they're going to build in the show. But I just don't care. You know? It was funny because... Uh, I had commented about the the four Batman, and I know the Ponderer said something. He he commented something after it. He was like, "Oh, they'll wait for the Batman or some shit like that." Oh yeah, I said that this is not going to work. I was like, "Doubt it." Matt Reeves said at the start of his trilogy that he didn't want to deal with other characters. Also, that means that this is in regards to um, them bringing in uh, the Batman for DC, like into the DCU. I was like, I don't see them doing that. Also, Constantine, if that happens. I think uh, I think Gunn is smart enough to showcase those characters in Elseworlds or something like that. Because if you bring in Pattinson to be the DCU Batman, like if you're making everything one universe, that means you have to make Joaquin Phoenix's Joker the Joker of the DC universe. Yeah. And I know a lot of people want to see Pattinson and Joker together, but I think I'm pretty sure the director of Joker was like, they're not going to cross over. That's not going to happen. Yeah. 
And so they already killed that. So why would you have two directors that have only done the most successful things that you've had in a really long time? Why would you piss them off? You know what I mean? They're not going to do that. They're going to let those things play out. But the Ponderer said, I think they're going to let him finish the trilogy and then they'll do the Batman in the DCEU. Uh, and I responded, uh, they aren't going to wait 10 years for a Batman. You know what I mean? They have a 10-year plan. They're not going to wait 10 years. Because we've already heard we're getting the Batman 2025 at the earliest. Yeah. So, like, we don't know what's going to happen in the next three years. Could be World War Three. We could have another COVID. Like, we don't know. And so, like, this could be delayed at all, period. And so, like... And that's only for the Batman 2, and you're going to say we're going to wait for Batman 3? That means we won't get Batman 3 until, what, 2028 at the earliest? Probably, You know, yeah. which is crazy. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see us... Uh, I don't see them waiting to wait for Pattinson to go away. I think Pattinson's Batman is so drastically different that people will understand that they're not the same. You know what I mean? So, and especially if you bring in Affleck, be like, yo, we need you be Batman for the rest and we're good. So we'll see. Just curious on how they'll bring Catwoman into the DC universe. Um, Cause it's not going to be on a as much as people want her to be. Ain't happening. <laughs> JLo ain't going to allow that ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I'd be curious on who they go with if they, if they do that. Cause I, I do want to see Gotham city sirens. I'm pretty sure Gunn is going to work with Margot Robbie pretty closely on things because yeah. he's going to want her to stick around as Harley. Right um so we'll we'll see how that goes but uh i think do we have anything else did i miss anything um, uh nope that is basically it for all the news and topics yeah okay coolly cool we're gonna go on to viewer questions which the ponderer the only person that left something in discord and he did it like 10 minutes ago <laughs> while we're recording this podcast uh i don't know if this has been answered before but how would Batman be without the Joker? Like, I'm pretty sure we answered this, right? Uh, like, the Joker dies. Oh, well, if the Joker, well, I don't know, I'll read it all. Do, uh, do you think that Gotham is a bit safer now since the Joker is gone? Or will he still disagree and think that he comes back or another, like, threat will come or something like that? I think the Arkham games touched on that a bit. So essentially, what happens if the Joker dies? Uh, does the Batman keep going? Uh, you know, like nothing changes because that's technically happened in Gotham before. Yeah, with the end of the Joker War, mm. he quote unquote died, and Batman still is being Batman. You know, yeah, yeah. Nothing changes for Batman. It only changes for Joker. Joker relies on Batman more than Batman relies on Joker, but they're yin and yang in that universe. Um. And, but yeah, I don't think Batman stops. Nothing stops for Batman. Crime keeps going. You know what I mean? There's only one Batman. There isn't one criminal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now there's one main criminal, you could say, or his like, what do they call it? His arch enemy, which would be the Joker. But he's not the only criminal. You know, Batman's got to go beat the shit out of a bunch of other people too. So yeah, I, I, nothing changes for Batman. It would only change for Joker. I think Joker would stop being Joker and he would just be something else. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. But going on to our viewer questions, we have from uh, in the in the YouTube channel. By the way, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you have a YouTube channel, you should head over to the Batman News Weekly podcast and hit that subscribe button. Uh, we do. Uh, you can now watch the podcast now with our random video gameplay that we have. So uh, this past week, I got to see Gotham Knights Clay play this. Uh, 
And I saw him beat up the same fucking person like for like three hours of this video, which <laughs> that does not make me interested in playing the game. I just saw you beat up fat Elvis like for an hour <laughs> and a half. Like, what is that? No, I did say in the Discord, they have these character designs for different factions of like the gangs and stuff inside Gotham. Yeah. Uh, there is like the people who are working for Mr. Freeze, the people who are working for penguin the people who are working like as like the jokesters and stuff i can't remember their exact titles uh but then there's just mobsters and this like you said a very large elvis looking woman is yeah. supposed to be a mob boss and it's the one thing that i absolutely hate about video games in general is like they could never make like hundreds of character designs they're just like hey we're gonna make three character designs and then we're just gonna copy paste them throughout the entire map of this game yeah and it sucks uh because it does do that you shouldn't make people look you shouldn't make people stand out if you're gonna do that yeah it should just be like t-shirt mask jeans something very generic you cannot make them look like elvis because that stands out so much it's it gets very repetitive and seeing that character design over and over and over again. Yeah. It is a bit boring. I'm just trying to finish the game for the story at this point. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of just flew and grappling hooked my way through all of Gotham. I've seen all that there needs to be seen. I am trying to unlock all the costumes, but now I'm just like, okay, let's just get through the story. I'm done here. Yeah. Like, the just seeing you monotonously grapple got so annoying it, i was like it's wow. very tedious because with with batman you can grapple and fly into the sky and then fly across gotham which is really nice yeah but yeah seeing you just do the same grapple over to get to the top of every building i'm like oh my god that's really boring yeah. um, but it makes sense because nightwing doesn't have a fucking cape so it's just like bro i mean maybe it's different with batgirl i don't know but i don't think you shoot up into the sky like batman does no so yeah, that that sucks. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, thanks for saving me uh, 60, <laughs> 80 bucks or whatever reviews because I appreciate it. That thing's gonna be free on the PlayStation Store at some point. I I feel like within the next two years it will. Yeah, so I'll probably wait till then. Anyways, let's move over to comics. We got Matt Harvey. No more Snyderverse. Good. Zack Snyder was never the right fit for the DC universe, and it's high time they go in the direction that actually honors the character, Superman and all. Now, I feel like you disagree with this. That's bait. I'm not going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's smart. No, it's, it's, I, I read it the other day when mm -hmm. I, I went to go double check the footage and stuff uh, on this video, and I saw the comment, and I was just like, I'm not going to comment now. I'll just <laughs> wait for the podcast. Everybody has their opinions, and I totally agree with some of what he is saying. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think that there was a lot of impatient people that, uh, and and took Zack Snyder's words completely different from what he said. He never said he wanted to establish a giant universe. He said, I mm -hmm. want to make five movies, and that's it. Uh, and they could have easily done a soft relaunch after that. Yeah. But, you know, they just got too impatient. Yeah, I just, I don't think, like, I don't think you can go into projects thinking that anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can't say 
I just want to make one Batman movie and that's it. It's like, no, if it does good, you're going to do a trilogy. It's what's going to happen. Like you just can't, yeah. you can't go into it anymore. Now think you five movies. That's, that's really interesting. But if you're going to use all of these characters, you're making a universe, even if you don't want to. So I just think that was bad, maybe bad phrasing on his part. Yeah. But um, I just don't think, he, especially now that the MCU exists, everybody wants a universe. They've tried to do it and everybody's failed. You know, nobody's succeeded besides the MCU. But um, yeah, I just think it was just, there was just so many things that went wrong with all of that. Um, and unfortunately his daughter died and it, it could have been different. We don't know. It could have been different or it could have been worse. We yeah. don't know. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens or we, I mean, we're past it. We don't need to see what happens. We're past it. But yeah, there's that. Uh, and we'll see. Gun could fail. I don't, I don't think it's going to, but you know, I've been wrong. But it's going to be a very interesting five years to come. Like I, I would yeah. love to see what happens the next five years. For sure. We got uh, Vasan. Uh, yeah. Batman is very diverse. What were we talking about? I have no idea, but he did comment later on. If you go all the way up um, in the, uh, in your important, comment yes because last week we had a uh rafael let us know which i always appreciate this if you guys ever find out anything wrong in the podcast do point it out in the comments um the thing just stopped playing at like an hour 40 which i don't know why uh the video keeps playing so you can keep seeing the gameplay if you want dead silence for the next you know 20 minutes but uh luckily i think it it happened during comics and some people don't care about the comic reviews so it, i guess it's not that big of a deal but if you guys ever hear that ha uh, see that happen on the on the youtube just go to spotify go to apple podcast or wherever you can find our podcast and the audios have always worked when this happens so you can always finish the podcast over there so just fyi um but i appreciate rafael for letting us know that but what did he comment he said, sup, Juice, this is Batman. Oh, wow, I didn't wow. expect you to address my query. Thanks, man. Also, I didn't say that Batman should have more love interests. I'm saying that I think Zatanna is a really good partner for Bruce because she knows Bruce and not just Batman. Okay, um, very interesting, Batfan. And I had a, I had a feeling it was Batfan, but, you know, this, this is the one thing I'm going to tell you guys that... Um, it, as a as a content creator, your name, whatever you pick to be your name on social media, you should do that across all social medias. That's why people will always know you across all social media. It's about the brand. Yes, it's about the brand. So even if you're like not trying to be a content creator, if you are somebody that's actively in people's uh, chats and stuff like that, you should try to have your name across everything. That way people are like, oh, hey, yeah, man, you're from my chat. And like, oh, you came to my live stream. And oh, yeah, what's up? Because like, if I know you on Twitter through one name, but I know you in this chat as something else. And if we were ever to meet in real life and you're like, I'm so-and-so, I'm like, uh, uh, cool. You know what I mean? But if you're across everything, I know who it is. So just throwing that out there for anybody that's listening. But yeah, Batfan, uh, I will say it did seem kind of, I feel like your Twitter messages came off differently, but I have said this multiple times uh, on my live streams and on this podcast. I fucking hate text conversations because they're not always clear and people read them in different ways. So if I read it in a different way, my bad, but it just came off. I read it as you were kind of saying that, but I agree. I think Zatanna, besides Wonder Woman, I think Zatanna is the only other relationship I would want to see explored with Batman. But I want to see it explored at a younger Batman, maybe like when he's trying to become Batman and maybe she's just getting better as a you know sorceress or whatever her technical title is. Um, but yeah, interesting. 
So uh, good stuff there. Um, but next up, we have Eduardo de la Cruz. Uh, where okay, where should they take the Batman games going forward? Reboot with new uh, new main villain. Focus on legacy character. Gotham Knights wasn't nearly enough to fill the gap. I 100% agree. Uh, this game, as you can see me playing it in the other video, um, it was, it's fun. It's a fun time waster. Um, I can be on this game for a good hour, two hours, mm -hmm. and time just flies. Now, again, it does get a little repetitive. So yeah, you need to just grappling. Yeah, <laughs> you need to find. Uh, new objectives very very quickly to be able to get some new aspects of the game mm -hmm. but for me i think that the big problem with this was that for one rocksteady didn't make the game it yeah. it, it wasn't within that arkham universe so where you had established characters you had an established like just overall platform and AI and everything. Uh, so there was a lot of expectation with it being a Batman game. And with those three games being out and about of four games, counting origins, people know what they want from a Batman game. Yeah. And although this wasn't called Batman Gotham Knights, it was called Gotham Knights, but people kept thinking about it as a Batman game. So I think if you're going to move forward with another type of Batman bat family type game mm -hmm. for one, you need to have Batman in it and you need to have, I'm sorry, Rocksteady's just stuck with this franchise. Yeah. They established such a good way of making a Batman game. Don't let them stray away from it. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens in suicide squad, right? Because that is supposed to be a direct, not sequel, but like same universe. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they'll throw some shade at Gotham Knights and be like, that's not us. Like, you know what I mean? Like Harley could make that comment, I think would be really funny. Um, but yeah, WB should not. I mean, if you're going to allow who's working on the Wonder Woman game. That is. I hope oh, it's not Montreal. I think it is. Montreal just took a huge hit here, which sucks because they did Origins and Origins was really good. Yeah. So like I don't so, understand. Uh, Monolith, sorry, uh, Monolith. The same care, the same people who we said this last time. The same yeah. people who did Shadow of War uh, and okay. Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, they're making the Wonder Woman game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I hope we see some of that pretty soon because that's been a hot minute since that came out. But anyways, moving on, we have uh, Lexus Barrero. Uh, thoughts on Justice League versus Suicide uh, comic arc, especially if it would work as well as a DCU movie. Um, would the general audience be interested considering how controversial both Suicide Squad and Justice League were? Hmm. So, yeah. So, first of all, what did you think of the comic arc? Did you ever read that? And secondly, how would you think if you took, I guess, the Justice League we have now and the Suicide Squad we have now in a, a movie together? So, I did read the comic arc. Um, I had multiple covers of it. Um, I enjoyed it. It did get a little, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
the story got a little muddled near the end. I feel like they they knew what they wanted to do, which was te- like have these two teams fight each other. Yeah. But they didn't necessarily know how to get out of that situation, so they just yeah. kind of threw something out there. Um, I think I this don't is inevitable. How that ended. So there was, was that again, when Telos showed up or whatever. Yeah. So there there was yeah. like some people behind the scenes pulling some strings. Yeah. Uh you had uh what's his name? Uh oh shoot, what is that character's name? Uh the one that can like read people's minds or whatever. Uh Maxwell Lord. Uh uh right? Is that his name? Maxwell Lord, I... the one Wonder Woman killed? Yeah. He got his head off or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he can read Max. people's minds. I don't well, remember he, him having a power. I thought he was just rich. No, he has like uh, what is it? a telepathic persuasion? Is oh, his, okay. yeah. Uh, but he has some sort of telepathy type of power. Um, so he was involved. Lobo was involved. There was a lot of people involved in the sense of like getting these two teams to interact and fight each other. Mm-hmm. But again, there wasn't a good ending to that story. Yeah, I think with Gun in charge of DC Universe now, I think it's inevitable. I think whether it be a serious Suicide Squad versus Justice League, where they're going to see who's the better team, or if it's an inevitable, hey, we're going to fight, then we're going to realize somebody was pulling our strings, and then we're going to fight together. Yeah, I think either way, I think Gunn is going to pull it off. Yeah, Gunn is um, putting, oh my God, Viola Davis, like in this, like he's like, you're our universe. Because yeah. like, she's so good. I love when she gets mad. Oh my God, seeing her, ooh, does she have kids? Because I feel bad. Because <laughs> God damn, God damn. Um, but I, I, she does yelling and getting mad like so well. And um yeah, I want to I want to see more interactions between her and Batman. You know, we had a little bit of that in in Ayer's uh, Suicide Squad, but I want to see more of that, you know? Yeah, um, I think she's really awesome. And I would definitely love to see more of her. And I wonder what it would be like. Is it do you need to do a Justice League movie first? And then that way, Amanda Waller's like they're too strong and we need to reel them in, you know? Or, like, I wonder what the case would be to set that off. But I vaguely remember the comic book. Um, but I remember that first issue or two being pretty awesome because they fought on the beach. And I think it, like, everybody's kind of getting knocked out. I think Harley ended up stealing, up, stealing some of the weapons and fighting Batman or vice yeah. versa, something like that. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, which, because that felt like it was establishing Harley as a badass. You know what I mean? Cause she was kind of leading the suicide squad into that battle somewhat, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to see it on screen. Who's directing it. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm curious if like, you think gun gives air another shot at something. He's been putting duds out though. Like all his movies lately have been garbage. They have been duds. I do think that if Air asked for another opportunity, I think Gunn would give it to him. 
Mm -hmm. because they've both said very nice things to each other yeah about each other's work and i i need to find it uh there was like a uh tweet the other day i think it was yesterday uh that a friend sent me it was like a story in three pictures and it was somebody saying that like the air cut needs to come out and all of these different things gun needs to like stop this whole like no more save campaigns and whatnot mm -hmm. and then somebody commented on that post basically saying like shut the fuck up gun is tired of this stuff yeah you need to calm down like there's trying to establish a whole new universe and they're trying to get their feet wet and everything else and david Ayer, oh I, I found it right here so it says this is the first one it says where did it where we did it before we won and we'll do it again please wb release the air cut like and retweet if you want them to release it artwork by whoever and then somebody replied to it saying when will you all just shut the fuck up and allow wb and dc studios the time to recalibrate and rebuild do you do you all really think gun and saffron want to deal with this bs right now stop harassing wbd for content you don't even care about most of you are only doing this for the win and you know it and David Ayer liked that second comment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, dude, Gunn already did it in the most respectful way he could, you know? And I still yeah. see people trying to bring back Snyder and all these new hashtags or whatever because they know everybody's muting all the other ones, so they have to come up with new hashtags. Um, and yeah, dude, like... I wouldn't mind giving dude because what blows my mind is how the hell has he done so many duds, but he made Fury. Fury yeah. is such a good movie, man. And like, I don't know if that was Brad Pitt coming in there and just giving an amazing performance, but everybody in that movie was good. Like, yeah. and that cast was really badass. Shia LaBeouf, it had um, you know, what's his name from um Punisher? I forget his name, Bernthal. Um and yeah, dude, it even had a, what's his name from Ant-Man? Uh, the Latino, uh, I forget his name. Um, oh my God, it's slipping my mind. Oh, uh, the, Pena? The guy, yeah, 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 Michael Pena, is that what his name is? Yeah. Yeah, it had all of them, dude, like diverse cast. Like it was really cool. Um, and I just think like they could have done, like I, it blows my mind that he hasn't done more uh, because everything since Suicide Squad has been a dud and not good um yeah. and i think bright bright was the word like that movie right i think yeah. they killed that officially after will smith slap they were like we were gonna do that but never mind will smith no thank you um and yeah and then he did that latino movie with with shia labeouf that apparently sucked yeah and i'm just like damn bro how you gonna do this like that <laughs> um <laughs> but also was shia labeouf playing a latino in that movie I didn't no, he was it. he was supposed to be playing a white guy who grew up in the uh, Latino community. Got you, got you. Um, I was watching clips from Blood and Blood Out the other day. I mean, did you ever see that movie? That yeah. movie was fucking fire. Dude. <laughs> you, you're not a Latino until you've seen Blood and Blood Out. Um, but I was watching. I was like, damn, Cruz. Um, but such a good movie. But yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I what would you want him to to do? 
I, hmm. I think I would want him to stick with what he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say possibly as crazy as it sounds, maybe a block Blackhawks as much as I would love Spielberg to still do Blackhawks, yeah. you know, uh, do something more military or Sergeant rock with. Yeah. With that's David what I was Ayer. thinking. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, if they're never gonna make Blackhawks and give him, I'd be like, we're gonna give you Wonder Woman for this this movie. Like you can yeah. throw her in there as a cameo, um, because yeah, the Blackhawks. Like I read some of their comics when I was trying to do a video on them, and I was like, oh, there's there's definitely some shit here. You know, this might sound crazy, but because of the timeline of war, JSA, just give him JSA, see what he could possibly do. I so you know what I think you have to get somebody really good to read this write the script. Yeah. Let you can let him direct. You cannot let him do costume design because correct that was awful. Um, and I'm pretty sure with Gun in charge now, he is going to stress comic book accurate costumes. He's gonna be like, no, 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 we're not gonna do any of this off. You know, you do what you want, kind of bullshit. Like it's if it's not in the comic books, we're not doing it. You know what I mean? Um, so. Hopefully they'll they'll get around to doing that more. But anyways, um, so there's that. Uh, we got Nathan. Uh, if Gun- James Gunn wasn't running the DCU, who else would you have take his place? I think we've had this discussion before, but now we, I just we had, and care. I don't care. Like I honestly don't think I could think of anybody. Yeah, uh, that is as perfect as Gunn is in this situation. Yeah, uh, as I said before, this was a two-man position. I'm glad that they got two people to do this position, uh, because I, I like I'm literally looking at the YouTube comments, and then right next to it is what looks like a interview with Kevin Smith and James Gunn. I kind of think you could use Kevin Smith as like somebody, like as an advisor, but he could never run something like a DC Studios. He's said he couldn't. So, yeah. like, I'm, uh, yeah, you can't. He, he's also, like, to be fair, a brand risk. So, uh, because he constantly talks about smoking and stuff all the time, even though it's legal in certain states, it's not. This is, look, if you're going to give me shit for wanting to see these characters fucking shit, like, you have to give it because it's like they're kids, you know, it's for kids. Uh, yeah. You can't have fucking drugs the guy you know that's openly talks about drugs running the show you just can't do it it's not it's not safe for a brand um so also true yeah so you couldn't do that um but you know what he you could give kevin smith a wacky character to direct a movie give him something wacky like not necessarily a batmite but like i'd give him plastic man i think he could do a plastic man pretty well what if we did a a movie about that that cocaine character? That like doesn't he like do cocaine and he gets his powers? Like it's a weird oh, like, yeah, 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 superhero yeah. or villain. It's actually a villain. Um, you know, I feel like he could do different. Oh, you know what? He could probably make a movie about the Floronic man. So like fucking, yeah, that's you true. know, that'd be that would be up his alley. I think you just give him something uh, weird and wacky to do. Snowflame is who you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah, so DC supervillain is powered by cocaine. While it's common for villains to be associated with drugs in the comic book world, DC Comics once took that 
to the next level by creating a drug dealing supervillain who was fueled by cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> James Franco is essentially. Uh, you can have him play. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's been in Kevin Smith movies, hasn't he? I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's perfect casting. Oh, um, shit. Am I getting it wrong? He's been in Kevin Smith movies, right? Uh, am I getting it I confused? Don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm think I'm mixing him up with Seth Rogen, I'm probably probably because um, that's definitely more his his out, up his alley. Um, anyways, uh, Jason Todd, if Gunn is going to have two to three Affleck movies in the DCU, what villains slash characters would be appropriate to have as opposed to the Reeves verse? So you get three villains for three Batman movies. Okay, so fantastical Batman movies. Killer Croc. I want like a comic accurate Killer Croc. Uh, then I would choose uh, Man Bat okay. as another fantastical. You think Man and Bat can carry a movie? I think he could. Oh, okay. I think he could carry a like horror esque movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if you if you if you look at horror movies in general, they're not usually very long. Yeah, but if you add, if you add Batman in the mix, I think there is going to be just enough action as well as horror aspects in a in a man bat movie to get you to forget about like, oh, it was only an hour and fourteen minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Killer Croc, Man Bat, and then my last one, I would do. Hmm opposed to the batman so i can't choose anything that is remotely realistic so basically Um, anybody that's been in movies already (laughs) so because that's what they're doing yeah um i would then uh do uh killer moth interesting interesting but would it be a serious movie how would I, you do Killer Moth? Because I'm assuming you're going off of the story we enjoy. Yeah, I would do a somewhat serious movie. I think that Killer Moth can be seen as somewhat of a jokey character in some aspects. The book that we read didn't... They kind of played it off as like, oh, I was a joke before, mm-hmm. but that was all a part of my plan. And then you saw the serious side of him. So I think that you could easily put him especially as a character that is developed like batman or ben affleck's batman mm-hmm. you know ben affleck's batman can just be like oh it's killer moth there's nothing really to worry about we'll throw him in in arkham and he'll be fine you know we'll yeah. throw him in blackgate it's it's not as serious as arkham we'll throw him in blackgate he'll be fine but then you start to realize like there's like possibly multiple killer moths and it's all a part of the main killer moths big mm-hmm. plan to like throw off batman i think you could do something like that that's actually a firefly story so just throwing that out there because there have been multiple fireflies that is also true i didn't yeah. even think about that so, yeah although we had a firefly and he got canned so yeah they put him out real quick it's just brendan fraser man i really wanted to see that <laughs> um he's like getting like huge buzz for the whale i want to check that movie out yeah um it's crazy that DC is what brought Brendan Fraser back. You know? Yeah. With he robot got, man. You know, you know, robot man. Um, my characters. So I'm going with 
I'm not going. I have to say, Clayface, even though that they're he's rumored to be in the Reeves verse, everybody's rumored to be in the Reeves verse. So yeah, would they use Riddler, Joker, Two Face, Penguin? So I'm not going to count any of them. Um, Clayface, because I've always wanted to see Clayface live action. I will go uh, Dollmaker, because uh, I've always said that that would be a really good one. And then to kind of have a different type of Batman movie that's more like psychological. I think not necessarily psychological, but like it, it, it would test Batman's limit clock King. A, a thing about time where he just, he's just outsmarts Batman in every way. Cause he knows how to time everything perfectly. And Batman just doesn't know how to beat him and he has to figure it out. And I think that would be a really cool. Cause it could be heists and stuff like in it. And Batman's trying to stop him, and clock King just knows what to do. Um, yeah. And I think that would be really cool because if you ever go back and watch that episode of clock King, he just outsmarts Batman so much which I think is really cool. Um, so I, I would go Clock King. Clock King, um, yeah, Clayface and Dollmaker. All drastically different characters. Yeah. So, and have not been in the movies before. So, yeah, I would go with that. And uh, that is it, everybody. That is all we got. Oh, actually, no, I skipped uh, two, actually. Oh, what the fuck? I skipped three. What the fuck? How did I jump that fast? Okay, uh, let's just run through these pretty quickly. Uh, Moncray, if COVID pandemic happened in Gotham, would it, how would it affect Batman's crime fighting? I thought about, about this. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. about this. I don't I feel like we've talked about this before. Yes, I, I think so. I don't necessarily think that it would affect Batman too much because I think for one, he would be the kind of individual, Bruce Wayne, to uh definitely work out like the idea of like shipping out masks mm -hmm. even like making his mask a little bit more tolerable to infectious disease and everything else uh and i think because <laughs> i could definitely see inside of like either an animated movie or a comic like people breaking into something mm -hmm. and then like batman's getting closer and the guy's like you can't get too close to me COVID. Yeah. And then, like, Batman would just, like, freaking throw a battering and knock his ass out or yeah. something. Like, I could totally see it happening. I, I totally, I could see that, too. Um, I don't think, well, we do know that COVID actually, if I'm not mistaken, I'd ha I can be corrected on this. I believe crime dropped because everybody was home. So, like, you yeah. couldn't have, a, you wouldn't have the normal, like, breaking and enterings because everybody was home and you're not going to have all that kind of stuff. So, crime still happened, obviously. Yes. But it it dropped because people were kind of scared of getting a disease. So, um, yeah, I think Batman would definitely try to do everything he could to make the city better. But he would still be patrolling and, you know, beating the shit out of people. I don't think it would change much. He would wear like a full face mask this time around. Yeah. Um, and that would be pretty much it. Um, next up, we got Clay. What is the one director you would like to have make a Batman film? I think Guillermo del Toro would make something special. I agree with that. So... I have been pushing for Guillermo del Toro to make a Superman movie. Mm. Uh, but I do think if Guillermo del Toro would make a Batman movie, it would 100% be with some of the supernatural characters as, yes. as far as villains. Whether that be Solomon Grundy, whether that, whether that be uh, Man Bat and whatnot, I, he does dive deep into the weird. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose anyone in particular to make a Batman movie... Um, in recent watches of 2022, I think, 
uh let me actually i have a list of movies that i have watched in 2022 i got mine so okay um i so i ha- i should say i had mine because when i saw this question i was like oh i already have one straight uh to my brain and it's darren aronofsky who did black swan and requiem for a dream and stuff like that but he pitched an r-rated batman movie a long time ago and it was essentially the batman and i'm like oh i don't want that anymore so I don't think I would want a Darren Aronofsky movie anymore, but he was originally somebody that if you were to told me before I saw Matt Reeves, Batman, I would probably see, say Darren Aronofsky nowadays. I don't really know, but he was always somebody I wanted to see make a Batman movie for sure. So, so I would choose the same director as bullet train who directed Deadpool two, David Leach or mm-hmm. lich or whatever um he did <laughs> hobbs and shaw oh god wow <laughs> he, he did atomic blonde atomic and, blonde was good though and he did enter the dragon but he's done every version of deadpool 2 he did deadpool 2 deadpool no uh good deed and then the once upon a deadpool which was the like pg13 mm-hmm. uh deadpool uh yeah i uh bullet train was absolutely hilarious but it was so good uh i i had told some friends of mine that if you put uh oh shit what's his name brad pitt's character as Mm -hmm. batman and then make all because it's it's essentially all of these like really bad people these like mob bosses and like uh uh kind of like their right hands yeah on this train if you just make those all batman villains Mm -hmm. it totally makes sense yeah and they're all like going after batman it would be really really fun i even gave the same pitch for like a green arrow movie Mm -hmm. um with all of the like different villains or assassins of the dc universe uh and it's the same thing so i would definitely like to see him try his hand at batman yeah, I've always wanted to see a movie where Batman is stuck in one scenario for the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's what I thought would have been cool with the Arkham, stuck in Arkham movie. But, you know, there is a story that a lot of people don't really remember because it was drawn horribly um, because it was, uh, what's his name, that ruined Tom King's two issues in the City of Bane. Oh, um, yeah. It was All-Star Batman by Scott Snyder when Batman was chasing Two-Face across America. That was a really cool story. It was just drawn terribly because it was like people trying to kill Two-Face because I guess he was going to talk or something like that. And so he was on the run and Batman was chasing him through like cornfields and shit like that. And like Firefly and Killer Moth were chasing him to try to kill him. They they basically put a bounty out on Two-Face and he was like running. But they had like, I think they fought on top of a train at one point. And like, like I said, they were like a diners and stuff like that. I think it was like really cool. And uh, I think that would make for a really, really good movie. Um, because get Batman out of Gotham, man. Like, like have him do some different stuff. I know everybody's like, he's got to be in Gotham. But if you establish the family, he can leave Gotham, you know. So uh, I think that would be really cool. Lastly, we have Raphael. I was thinking of asking a question that you guys gave me an answer to when we talked about Catwoman 39. Juice. So, I, okay, Juice. So I'm asking Clay, how do you think Teeny Howard and Zadarsky would approach the relationship and if you think that they could do right or what they could do right or what uh, 
what they would do, do, oh my God, according to your opinion. Yeah. How do you think they would do it according to your opinion? As for Juice, both can answer. Uh, I, I guess like 99% of people, you think that Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. Is there another actor slash actress that you think has obviously has the same impact with another character? I've kind of already answered that with Hamill. Yeah, um, Hamill so. with Joker. I think that Susan Eisenberg as Wonder Woman is oh, the yes. same thing. Yeah. Uh, there has been multiple people to play Susan uh, to play Wonder Woman, but I think Susan Eisenberg does the best, um, and she is the voice of Wonder Woman. Um, but in regards to the first question with Teeny Howard and Zadarsky on how uh, could how could they approach it correctly? Yeah. Um, we can't. Well, we're gonna review it today anyway. Um, so I'll give. We'll review minor... that next. Like after this question, we'll go straight yeah. into that. Uh, so minor spoilers to something that we're about to talk about, but uh, they completely destroyed Batcat. Uh, yep. in some aspects uh majorly and i think that the easiest way you could do something like that correctly is feed into it um there is clearly an audience for people who, wanting the relationship between batman and catwoman yeah just give it to them and have fun with it it's that easy um i was just having a conversation with uh my star wars host about a star wars book that we just read with a very stereotypical romance story plot line. And even in Star Wars, there's romance. There's there's romance in Marvel. There's romance in DC. Why can't Batman have a romance story? And I think it's really, really stupid that people don't want it. Yeah, uh, I've talked to Raphael uh, at length about this in DMs um, because he read 49 recently and we kind of just talked about this. Uh, my biggest thing is uh, we're going to, you know, it, it doesn't even matter because we're going to talk about it in Catwoman. So uh, you'll hear my opinion in a little bit. But I think that's all co comments and questions that we have for this week. And now we are going to dive into um, comics, starting off with Catwoman 49. And I can officially say it here. I think we're done covering Catwoman um, going forward. It I think so. It doesn't need to be. This is one thing. So here it is. I've said this throughout everything. We've we've praised Teeny Howard every once in a while. There was that one issue a while back that we were like, "Oh, this is actually really good. This was a good issue." And Teeny Howard has been really good at doing the will they won't they story. Like, I hated it as a Batcat fan. I'm just like, "Dude, like I want this to be over with because I'm just like, are you going to break them up or not? Like hurry up and do it." And but she she played it so well because in a lot of issues, like we had already dropped this book and then somebody was like, somebody on Reddit was saying like, well, Teeny Howard said this, this and that in these last two issues. And I was like, I didn't read those last two issues. Let me go back and check. And it was the Harley issues that were not great, by the way. They were bad and they yeah. ruined the, the introduction of Red Claw into the comics. But she had said lines along the stuff of like, She's attracted to Harley, and obviously Harley's attracted to Ivy, and they had this big adventure together, and Selena says something along the lines of, like, because they're, like, in bed laying now, down next to each other, and she was all, like, me and Harley, like, Harley smells so good or whatever, and I think she's a great person or whatever, but we both are, both of our hearts belong to others, and this is not even a type of bad we want to be. And so yeah. saying they don't want to cheat, right, because they both, you know, one loves Batman, one loves Ivy, and they're not going to do that. And she started setting all these little seeds 
of how she cares about Batman. There were moments where like you thought she was getting close to Valmont and then Valmont would do something where she's all like, fuck you, you're a murderer and this and that. And like, you let these girls become like sold into sex slaves and all this kind of stuff. You know, like there was all of that going on. So you're like, okay, Selena wouldn't fall for Valmont because she knows how bad he is. And then there was a moment where she met Dick Grayson and literally says, this looks kind of weird with someone that's about to be your stepmom or whatever, something along those lines. Yeah. Or you're like your future mother-in-law or whatever. And I'm, or stepmom, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so she clearly loves Batman and she clearly is all about Batman, but they're just toying with Valmont, right? And I thought it was going to build to a moment where they were going to about to kiss and then Batman would show up, right? Because that would be the most dramatic thing, right? Like you build to them finally kissing and then you have Batman just show up in the background and you're like, Selena. And she's like, <gasps> and then like you could have like all her emotions flood back to seeing Batman and all this kind of stuff. That didn't fucking happen at all. Nope. It was terrible. So we know in Batman 40 or Catwoman 48, she and Valmont almost die because they're on a plane and they fall onto a beach. It looks amazing. She says, I, you know, I can, I, you know, sometimes I don't always land on my feet and she kisses Valmont and, you know, uh, the, the parachute lands over them and it just says, oops, or like, ah. You know, some kind of weird shit like that, implying, like, is something going to happen here? And that's kind of where they leave it, right? I said, I was like, this doesn't mean anything, holding on to the last thread of hope. I was like, they could be kissing, and then she realizes, like, I can't do this. Kind of like how Batman did with... Um, Talia. Not, Talia, there you go. And I was like, it could be like that. I even pitched that Teeny Howard was probably going to start off with some like bat cat memories again, just to tease people and being like, Oh yeah, look at they're in love or whatever. And then go back to the beach. And it's Selena being like, I can't do this. Like my heart belongs to somebody else. That would have been really good. And I think people would have totally been okay with Selena kissing Valmont there. If she realized that Batman was like her one true love. Right. That doesn't fucking happen. It goes into like this big car chase bullshit of her trying to figure out where what's his name is, which doesn't Diego. make sense because they were in another fucking city and he was in the car. He was in the car while they were in another city and they were like, they we were, gotta they, leave. I'm pretty sure they were in a different country. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. She's like, we got to get on a plane to go save so-and-so. How long were they driving in this car, Clay? Because she goes to another country, they meet some other random old couple or whatever, and they threaten them, and they're like, oh yeah, blah, 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 which led them onto that weird-ass plane where Flamingo's there to be the getaway driver, and the plane explodes, and then they kiss at the end of the last issue. And then in this issue, he's still in the trunk? Yeah. What?! So I don't understand. <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. So she's trying to save him. She cuts up some bad guys. They end up saving him. Blah, blah, blah. She has a long day and she's fucking tired. Then, and this is the rest of the issue because nothing else fucking matters. This story altogether, besides the will they, won't they shit, has been fucking garbage. I am sorry. It hasn't been a good story, but Teeny Howard was so good at playing the will they, won't they, I kept reading each issue. I will say... The issue with Dick Grayson was good. I think I like that issue. And there have been some other things that I've liked. But for the most part, the overall story 
Nobody's cared. We've just cared about, is she going to cheat on Batman or are they going to, is she going to stop being with Batman? There's this moment in here where of course Valmont shows up and he's the cool kid, right? Like he's on top of the balcony or whatever. And she's like, what are you doing here? And they're talking and blah, 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 blah. And it gets to a chat where she's like, he was like, you need rest. You should like, we should go back to my hotel or whatever. And she's like, oh, that's across town. It cuts from there to them on top of a rooftop that says later he's in his underwear. She's naked. And they're just talking about like, oh, wow, that, you know, this might not have been as comfortable, but it was still refreshing or whatever. And then she even ends up saying the words as she's getting dressed. She was like, he was like, come back to me or some bullshit like that. And she's like, I've never been with a man that has been so open with his desires. So like essentially saying like, oh yeah, they've been fucking like, that's what's happening. Yeah. So solidified there. They're, they're fucking clay. I went on the fucking subreddit on Catwoman. There are people that don't assume that they fucked there. That's how delusional some people are when it comes to this. What do you think they did? Exactly. She's the, the there's a person that wrote this, and I got I got like ten upvotes or some shit when I said my explanation because I was like, uh, what? And I explained it all. And I was like, there's no fucking way. And they were like, well, I think it happened, but like, I mean, they didn't physically show it. I'm like, what do you want them to show? <laughs> what like how? They're, they're not going to show it in black label. It's not black label. I was like, you have to go to R34 for this. Like Now, again, it's ages 13 and up, but still, yeah. like, they're not going to just sh- straight up show Valmont going down on yeah. Catwoman. Hell, they won't even show Batman doing that, so they're yeah. not going to show Valmont doing it. <laughs> so, like, I was so, I was like, how, like, delusional for you not to want the Batcat thing to not be over to think that and it blew my mind i was like holy shit but it doesn't surprise me because we talk about the snyder cultists and everybody else that doesn't want stuff to be over all the time right so this is there's a catwoman bat cat you know group out there that doesn't want to believe anything so uh i was just like wow i was like okay it's over and i've been waiting for this like i actually have not been reading the last few issues of catwoman until i saw what happened in the book like i would speed through it to find the moment of shock and then this one i saw it and i was like don't care anymore like i was just i was over it i knew it was gonna happen eventually but they finally did it and so i was skimming through and i was like oh wow batman's actually in this book so selena goes from romping with valmont to she's like i gotta go take care of some stuff and she's like talking about like valmont and whatever and then you just see a bat floating over her and she's like perfect timing she's like of course he would be here and she goes into talking about batman and kind of like how she still loves him and wants to be with him but she just fucked valmont and then they have a conversation where like batman's like do you want to like talk without masks and she's like no i can't like that's too revealing or some shit like that like something along those lines and then they go on to have a complete conversation without fucking addressing that she just fucked Valmont and what's been going on for the last year, I assume, because of what Tinian set up. Like, yeah. what the fuck is this shitty-ass writing? Like, I could not believe this. And this is the one thing everybody has been... Because I'm, I'm like the Batcat guy now, like on Twitter, and people come to me and they're like, hey, man, I know you like read stuff early. And I'm like, I can't tell you anything. And then they find out what it is. And when they tell me, they're like, oh, my God, they didn't even address it. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's shitty writing. Everybody is pissed that they didn't talk about it. Like, Batman's just cool. He's like, 
you're 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 a big girl. I, I know you'll take care of yourself. But if you need help, you know people love you. And it's just like, uh, what is happening? And what else is not addressed? It, and we, you know, we can't talk about it. But we, I, I don't think this is spoilers. But we know something happened in issue one twenty five of Batman that coincided with Catwoman. That doesn't yeah. get addressed. I should say it has yet to be addressed from what we've read. Yeah, it's not addressed here either. So there was that weird, stupid duel, like, oh, we're going to make it seem like they're sleeping together. But it didn't really happen in Catwoman. Now they're sleeping together. So Batman is right by default. Yeah. You know, which is really stupid and horrible storytelling. And I just think that this is garbage. What are we going to see now? We're going to see, you know, Selena protect Alleytown again for the billionth time with Valmont by her side like and and Batman like I don't get it and I don't fucking care either it's it's very very odd and I understand they're they might be doing this whole thing like oh we're going to focus at the problem at hand and then talk about the messy situation of Batcat yeah but at that point, they're just like, oh, we're just trying to drag you guys along so that way yeah. we can finally get a couple more sales on these issues, and then we'll break them up. Yeah. I've already told everybody to stop buying this book. I said it on Reddit, too. I was like, y'all need to stop buying this book. That's the only way that DC's going to be like, oh, we should probably stop. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I think a lot of people are saying that Howard is on this book until the end of 2023, most likely, which has 12 more issues. Uh, well, I guess there's probably an issue in December. So, um, yeah, she'll at least probably be on Catwoman until 62, which I I don't care. Like, we're unless something really big happens in the next issue, there's really no point in covering this book anymore because the story hasn't been good. We, we know what's happening. They're not together anymore. And what's worse is, and I, I totally expect this from Zdarsky now, is that they're going to get them back together. Howard and Zadarsky are going to get Batcat back together after a bunch of shenanigans happen. Because, yeah. like, Zadarsky has said that, you know, Catwoman's either, she's going to show up a little bit in the second arc, but I guess there's, there, she's going to be a part of the third arc, apparently. Uh, we don't know what's happened. We don't know if his, all his arcs are going to be six issues or what the case is. But she's showing up sooner or later, and there's going to be a crossover between the books. But if you're going to have them get back together, this whole section is pointless. Because why, why would they get back together now? Like, just because they love each other, but they both, like, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Batman's been sleeping around with anybody. Not that I know of. No. And it's like, you can't, they're not doing anything with Talia. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Detective Comics. I mean, unless Chip just randomly has, like, one issue where he's like, eh, I'm going to have Batman just be the actual playboy of Gotham and just yeah. have sex with all these people in one day. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but like, I, it, if you're going to put them back together, it just seems everything you just did from the start of Howard's run to now just seems pointless. Yeah. Like it, it adds nothing to the story. I mean, because they weren't fighting. They weren't like, we're at odds with each other. Like, the way Tinian wrote it was like, hey, we're both in really deep water right now. I'm poor, and you have some people on your back because you stole all their money. 
So, you know, what are we going to do here? And they're like, all right, you take a year off. We'll set, we, we won't like, they just said, we'll both take a year to get our shit done. It didn't say like, we're not married anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't help that you have made this universe that everything's continuity and you just had Batcat for a whole year where they got married. And now you're trying to be like, oh yeah, they broke up or whatever, blah, blah. And it just doesn't make sense. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. I think it's stupid. And I don't know what the fuck. Um, what was the point of the the penguin arc in the back, the back ends of Selena's books? I mean, not Selena's, but in Batman books. The, yeah, what the hell was that I, about? I I don't know about that either because that hasn't had done anything. I mean, like the whole thing with Penguin, like got completely retconned just yeah. a couple weeks ago anyway so yeah so i don't i don't fucking understand what these two writers are doing at least when he was doing the zurin raw story zurin raw's in the book like there it makes sense but he just had this random catwoman arc like you know what the back issues those catwoman issues could have been self uh fell safe getting built that could have been those back issues like and that would have made more sense because i could have understand a lot of things about fell safe but nope didn't do that. We were told this random ass Catwoman story for no reason has no bearing on the story. And then now we're going to do a Zern Ross story. Um, I don't care about Teeny Howard anymore. A lot of people said Teeny Howard's going to ruin Catwoman. I didn't, I don't like to, I, I like to give the benefit of the doubt to writers. I like to read some of their stuff first and then critique them. But um, I, I think it's pretty clear now, Clay that we should just be weary of anybody that wrote good shit at Marvel when they come to DC, that it's just going to be shit. I think it's safe to say now that's three writers. Now I don't <laughs> yeah. know if teeny Ra- Howard wrote anything good, but I think some people said some of her stuff was good at Marvel. So I don't know. I don't read Marvel, but Bendis did some good shit that I read at Marvel fucking shit in DC. Zadarsky, how he wrote daredevil and is writing Batman I have no fucking clue. I have no idea. Like yeah, it's shit. At, at one at one moment, you know, the idea of Bendis coming into DC to completely sabotage Superman. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how, but I feel like Chip is doing that for yeah. Batman. Yeah, I don't know. But again, people are gonna love it because it looks pretty. And here's the crazy thing: because of the exact same thing, Bendis was loved. Because he had great artists on his books. Yeah. Yep. Chip yeah. is loved because he has George on his books. I feel so bad for George, man. Like somebody that is a really good, like George needs to write a Jeff Johns book or draw a Jeff Johns book. Like he deserves that at least. Like Je- Jeff, I need, I need you to re. Come on, bro. Give me something, <laughs> like please. Because he's gotten two ridiculous writers back to back. And maybe that's why George works with them. Maybe George wants to do the wacky stuff. I don't know. Uh, the only thing I don't like about George is he draws Batman with eyes. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I don't like it. George is a big anime yeah. lover. And so, like, the wacky, the craziness, the the more into the manga-esque type of writing style in the sense of the craziness of the wackiness of the out there he's gonna want to do that stuff yeah 
I don't know. I think uh, I you agree with me, Clay. Uh, we don't need to continue covering Catwoman going forward. Um, yeah. We will if something happens in fifty, we'll mention it. But I don't think we really need to read it anymore. I don't care. And we can say Batcat is officially done. I expect it to be back. I think Zadarsky is definitely going to try to put them back together. Um, mm. And he's going to claim that he did it. And people are going to be like, Zadarsky wrote the best fucking Batcat story of all time. Oh, my God. Uh, fuck Tom King. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure. All right. You guys uh, obviously are illiterate. Um, but, yeah, fuck it. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the next wacky-ass fucking story of this week. Nightwing 98. Um, hello? <laughs> what? I said, I like you said, you mentioned it earlier in the podcast. I texted you. I think he jumped the shark. Thoughts? You're the Nightwing lover here. I, I really enjoyed this. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, I love this because, again, this is a story that necessarily just involves nightwing and it's not necessarily a nightwing story because you do get raven involved there is a fifth dimension imp like this is a brand new character into the dc universe uh night uh uh night might is yeah. his name um and even nightwing immediately as soon as he like turns little he's like you're a fucking imp are you yeah. kidding me? I don't want to deal with this shit right now. And he's like, why? Because you're banging your girl out there with a yeah. mobster tied up. He's like, she's my girlfriend. And you have a mobster tied up. He's like, okay, but that's not really part of the romance. You know, that's that's something entirely different. We're on a mission here. I I enjoyed this. This is this is one of those stories that can lean into what used to be in that like silver age golden age like mm -hmm. wackiness kind of silly and funny but still move character development because you get the moment with barbara and and dick with this yeah. whole like night might is like okay we're gonna get married now okay cool all right here's the ceremony here's everybody involved here's your entire family and they're like whoa 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 slow down and they you know Nightwing's like, not yet. And Bar Barbara's like, wait, not yet? Like, this is actually going to happen eventually? Or like, yeah. what are you talking about? I I like those moments because, again, it's small tidbits of character development. Apparently, Night might actually brought Batman onto the scene. Yeah. And Nightwing's like, wait, you're actually here? This isn't just one of his, like, illusions or anything? And Batman's like... This is the I don't have time for this. It's a triple homicide. And yeah, Nightmite's like, you're no fun, whatever. See you later. And he poofs him out of existence. I I enjoyed this. This was fun. There's like a little girl involved. Um, like her soul is in danger. Like, there's all sorts of craziness going on here that you know, an imp wanted to get involved and wanted to get Nightwing involved. And I think that's okay. Now so, again, yeah, I, I will say this. Was it the best placement for everything that's going on in the Nightwing book right now? Not exactly. I think he should have finished the story arc. I think we definitely need to find out about uh the heart dude and how he just recently stole freaking Blockbuster's heart. We still yeah. need more information on Nightwing's sister. Like I think he should have finished that and then gone to this. But I still think this story is fun. 
I think the story's fun. Like, I'll say that. But my the reason why I say he jumped the shark was the timing's fucking terrible. Yeah. Because it is so drastically dangerous right now in Nightwing that this is just one of those things. This feels like a Marvel moment, right? This is the epic, like, superhero shot. They get hit by a meteorite. Like, that's this moment. Like, because things were definitely building up in Nightwing. Their lives were in danger. All this kind of crazy stuff. Now, there's another book this week that has an imp show up. And I think that did it right. They showed the imp at the end of the book. And I'm like, oh, okay. So any wackiness or zaniness that happens later on, it's just like, it's going to be, it's going to be imp related. But to do the Rick Grayson thing, and then this turns into an imp story, I'm just kind of like, I hated that. You know what I mean? And I understand that it's still a cliffhanger. It still gets you to read the next book, which is, that's a fair point. But I just, I was just like, why, dude? Why did it have to be an imp now? And you know what? These are better books for annuals, in my opinion. Yeah. Because not everybody's going to read this book. And it just feels so out of place to be telling this dramatic story and then cut to an imp, like, jokey filler issue. You know what I mean? Um, it's cool you get some of the Batgirl stuff. I mean, the, like, you know, Nightwing, Batgirl, kind of, like, wedding kind of thing. That's interesting. And I like that. But I just thought it was just so fucking weird. And I was I think the placement was just so bad. Because you're also nearing, like, issue 50, you know, or 100, which is probably going to be a really big issue. I just think the timing was really bad. You don't throw in these wacky, zany issues right before, like, a milestone, in my opinion. And I just yeah. think the, the, the placement is just horrible. Uh, it should have been an annual, which happens in two weeks. So, like, this yeah. could have been the annual. You know what I mean? And especially, like you mentioned, there's so many unanswered things. And, like, they haven't been covered. So, like, I have no problem with these kind of issues existing. I just thought it was bad to be one of the main books. Like, this could have been a side story. It could have been an annual. Um, and then where do you go from here? Like, because my thing is, once you introduce the imps, right? Like, we know the imps... They're not really there to help out most of the time. They're there to just cause trouble and be annoying. Yeah. Um, but it's like, hey, you know, you're annoying me with all this stuff, but there is kind of a lot going on that you could fix. Like, can you help us? You know, like I feel like you would ask that of the imps and stuff, but I don't know. I thought it was just a weird it's bad placement. That's all I can really say. But I, I, the issue itself, for what it is, I think it's fine. I think it's a good issue. It's fun. It's zany. It's wacky. But I just don't like it being part of the core story. So yeah, that's why I thought he jumped the shark. But you know what? It's not a, the worst thing I've read this week. I can I can tell you that much. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but going on to the next book that we got, let's go. I think we hold on. Should we end with freeze or should we end with? Did you read Freeze? I did read Freeze. That took okay. forever to read. Yeah. Jesus so Christ. do you want to end with what? Deceased? What what is what would you say is the ending book here? I will go go ahead and talk about Deceased because I only read the first five pages of Deceased this week and then got really busy with work okay. uh, and never went back to it. Uh I don't mind it being uh spoiled for me. I'm kind of looking over it right now. Uh so you read all the Alfred stuff? Yes. Okay, so uh, Deceased opens up with Alfred having a bad dream of him killing his whole family, which is fact in this story. He killed them all, but they're talking to him this time. 
And he's like, you could have saved us. And oh my God. And he's like having a nightmare. Uh, he's there with Leslie Tompkins, who has, they've been secretly dating. And then of course, uh, Damien shows up, which Damien looks really weird in this book. Like yeah. he, he, he looks like Ross from friends. So like, <laughs> I just think it looks really weird that, you know, Ross is Batman. Um, so Damien is talking to Leslie Tompkins. She's like, Oh, I was just here visiting with Alfred. And he's all like, I know y'all are together. I don't know why you're hiding it. Like we understand. And then Alfred's like, Oh, actually I was here. He's like, Alfred, chill, bro. Like I get it. Y'all are banging. It's cool. It's fine. Alfred, <laughs> you, you can enjoy your life. And he's like, I'm leaving. Like, you know, I'm leaving and I just want to tell you goodbye. There's a lot of stuff. And he's like, take me with you. I have to fight alongside you because like I, you know, I could do more. And Damien's like, dude, it's not your fault. Like you did what you had to do. Nobody hates you because you, you know, you killed everybody and we have a cure. Like it's nobody hates you for that. There was no plan. And so basically he's like, I'm going to leave, but we're going to come back. And Alfred's like, if there's anything I can do to help, I feel like I need to fight alongside you. Let me do that. So I don't know if they're going to get Alfred a ring or not. Maybe he's going to well, get like, a power what, ring. Well, that's what he asks. He's like, a weapon, a power, a ring. I want to fight. I don't yeah. want to sit use, uselessly on the sidelines. Like, I don't know if they will give him a power ring, but I could see them like giving him like a mystical weapon for sure. Yeah, so Alfred might fight. Then we go to, like, another god planet. And, of course, everybody gets killed because that's what happens in this book. None of that really matters. You see a yellow lantern dark side. And then we see this big confrontation happening on Oa. And the Green Lanterns, the old Green Lantern dudes, the Guardians, are like, hey, there's 13 planets. Six of them have already been taken over. We need to go destroy the other seven planets because... Uh, they're going to get turned over and we don't need that to happen. And Superman's like, uh, you want to commit mass genocide just so this thing doesn't spread? And they're like, yeah, it's the best plan. And Superman's like, that's not going to happen. Knocks the fuck out of the Guardian. And of course, uh, the douchey one, what's his name? Guy Gardner. Uh, Guy Gardner's like, oh, one punch. Oh, shit. Well, and it's so, funny because that's the joke from Batman and Guy Gardner. Yeah. Gardner is at one point, Batman punched Guy. And I think it was Ted Cord that yelled out one punch it just took one punch yeah and then like there's all this like there you know batman's like why is everybody fighting like this shouldn't be happening and then it looks like Ares was controlling them to like get the war started and he was like you need to fucking stop this because like this is not what happens he was like i was just trying to push you along and you see somebody's like ah oh, you should listen to the little batman Ares. he was uh i won't let you hurt superman so Mixopitalix or whatever shows up on the last page and everybody's like, oh, shit. And so he is going to be in the next issue of this. And, uh, you know, um, this is also Tom Taylor. So he's just in an impy mood, apparently. So I really like this. Uh, same way that Kevin Conroy is Batman's voice for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, Gilbert Gottfried is... Um, uh, Mixel Spitlick's voice whenever it comes up. Um, yeah. He played R.I.P. Uh, as well. Yes, R.I.P. as well. He played Mix uh, Mixel Spitlick in the Superman animated series, uh, and I just love whenever he shows up because he specifically is like, "Hey, I am here to just ruin Superman's day, and if 
I can't do it, then nobody else can. And that's kind yeah. of the mentality that he has with Ares here at the very end of this book. I cannot wait to read the rest. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see um, what happens. But there wasn't much to this book, to be honest. The best thing was the Alfred conversation, in my opinion, just kind of him kind of mourning. Um, but for the most part, it just seems kind of like a filler book. Uh, Deceased is not as good as uh, Dark Knights, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and this is also the third fucking season of it or series of it. So, you know, you, you kind of expect to see what's going to happen. And that's the only thing that worries me about Dark Knights getting more books is it'll have issues like this eventually. And I don't want that. Yeah. So because like you have to keep like stretching the the imagination and craziness, right? Like what's going to happen next? This virus goes to the fifth dimension or whatever they're from. And it's just like, oh, shit. Well, how are they going to do that? Like, you know um so we'll see what happens um so that'll be pretty interesting but for the most part not much happening there now batman's world's finest i'm not gonna lie to you i just skimmed this book because i don't really care about the story anymore um this story was a little bland i will admit so joker and key uh are planning on flooding gotham and kid thunder is still having a hard time like really like understanding how to be a hero yeah. in this book. And we find out that he is holding a secret, like away from everybody. And that secret was the fact that him goofing off him, not really having a care in the world uh, is what got his parents killed yeah. in his other, in his earth. He was messing around with the rocket that was supposed to carry all three of them, his parents and him. Uh, and he basically overloaded it and malfunctioned it, and they had to fix it. And Gotham on his world exploded before they were able to fix it. So he blames their death on himself. Yeah, which is fair. <laughs> he should. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's all of that, and then there's like a big uh, wave of water that shows up, and it's kind of like messing up Gotham and all that kind of jazz. And... Um, you know, it's everybody's just trying to save everybody and it opens up like this big portal. And uh, I don't know, it's just some randomness. They get it gets fixed and fucking Joker takes over the kid. That's essentially the story. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Joker there's, looks great, though. There's like cool moments like uh, Batman is explaining to Kid Thunder that like, Superman goes above and beyond. He's not just going to figure out how to fix the flood. He's going to find out how to reverse it. Yeah. And like what he does is he like basically creates a typhoon and then just like throws all the water into the sky. Yeah. Um, which is really, really cool. Uh, but yeah, there that's a big thing. The same way Scott Snyder in Justice League was able to create a lot of cool moments. Mark Wade is doing the exact same world's finest, unfortunately. Yeah. He is not really building relationships. He is not building character development. He is just like, hey, what are really cool panels that I can write out so that way people can just love my book? Yeah. You want to know something I've noticed been since I've been reading a lot of Batman lately? A lot of the Batmobiles suck that people have been drawing lately. They just make them look like sports cars recently. Yeah, And, like, they don't look like Batmobiles. And that was my issue that I had with the Batman, is it just looked like a sports car. Um, 
but and I don't know if that's the new inspiration right now because they saw the Batman. They're like, oh yeah, we should make it look like sports car. I just miss seeing a cool Batmobile. Like yeah. you know what I mean? And um, yeah, because I think King used the the elongated version of the Batmobile in his run, and I don't think anybody's used that since. I think we kind of got an overload in it. I believe it was what was it? Curse of the White Knight when oh, yeah, like killed. He used all of them. He used all of them. In yeah, I'm surprised it didn't turn into a transformer. <laughs> you know? um yeah i think he did i mean what else what else didn't he kill in that book you know what i mean um i mean you're so, not wrong <laughs> so yeah fuck that i just want some cool batmobiles because they've been kind of boring lately um but yeah, anyways let's move on to the final book of the week and that is one bad day mr freeze now clay did mention this it was a long read i think it was like what 50 plus pages 60 pages something like that 60 pages yeah i love the art i don't know how you felt about the art uh i thought it was awesome i thought it looked I, cool i really enjoyed the art there was a page from this book that was going around uh earlier this week which is like when batman and robin like land for the first time in this book like mm -hmm. in the snow i thought that looked really really cool batman looks a little blocky in this book but he looks yeah big, and i kind of like it yeah, he is very, very blocky in this. Now, here's the thing, and I, I want to know your opinion on this, because, like, this book felt like it was going a bunch of different ways at times, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Blah, blah, blah. But it did something that I feel like is always a big no-no, and it tried to change Mr. Freeze's origin. Yep, and I so, knew exactly. Yeah. As soon as I read this, I was like, oh, this is this is one of Juice's no-nos. Yeah, big no-no. Scott Snyder tried to do this first, and that's probably just the stepping stone of me starting to dislike him. But they tried to make him an asshole. And like a, a you know, a very terrible asshole that was controlling and like a everything. misogynistic asshole. Yes. Yeah. And now it's funny because I'm like, Drew's like, oh, look who's yeah, I just feel I feel like Drew is gonna be like, you hate that. And I again I just don't think Mr. Freeze had that in him. I can see Guy Gardner as an asshole. I feel like it feels the same. But with Mr. Freeze, it's like you're never going to get better than Paul Dini. It, it doesn't make sense for the story on how the story starts. Because the story starts with, uh, I believe, uh, Batman and Alfred and Dick Grayson talking. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what villain can change? Yeah. Uh, because they... Uh, this is something I didn't like. Um, at the very beginning of the book, they send somebody to Black Gator Arkham. I can't remember which one. Yeah. And Batman basically says, put him away until he dies. Like he should rot. Yeah, that was and, bad. And, and die in that prison. And Dick Grayson's like, you don't think he can reform? You don't think he could do any better? And he's like, no, I think that's just crap. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, Alfred was like, oh, well, I'm not really sure Batman believes anybody can reform. And Bruce Wayne says, well, there is one. And he's like, okay, well, who is that one? And he's like, oh, that's Mr. Freeze. And it goes through the origin and everything else. And it's very contradicting. Mm -hmm. Like with the way that you think that he can change because of his love for Nora. Yeah. And then immediately after reading the origin and seeing the confrontation between freeze Batman and Robin, Mr. Freeze tells Robin, like, 
I don't want to change. Yeah. I don't want anything to to I don't want to save her. She's better like this. Mm-hmm. I don't hear her nagging. I don't hear her like it took a complete left turn and I was like, yeah. "Oh no." Yeah, cuz his personality was very introverted. He didn't want to leave the house. Uh he didn't want to interact with other people. He kind of looked down on other people and his wife wanted to get out and enjoy the world, right? Like we used to have friends and like we used to do this and that. And when she ends up getting sick, they want to her friends or their friends want to come visit her. And he's like, you don't need like she doesn't need you right now and she doesn't want to see you. And so like he blocked her and had like held her away. And it's kind of like the symbolic thing that he kind of did that with her life prior to her getting sick. And he yeah, now he's like, she's good now. That's all that matters. Like she's still alive and, you know, um, she's just not complaining anymore, which sounds really really fucked up and and it turns out to this thing where like they gave him his own laboratory to try to fix her and all this stuff and it just turns out that he like uses it to explode it and stuff and uh it turns out to be this big drama thing and yeah i just wasn't like at the end and then uh, to fast forward to the end of the story like they catch him and everything right and they saved nora if i'm not mistaken uh it's been a while since i read it and he's like you're going away for a long time, but you could at least use your smarts to fix something. You know what I mean? To be better and do something for other people. Like it doesn't need to be for yourself or for Nora. Yeah. And he ends up, I think curing some shit, right. With his, or he ends up doing something with his technology. I forget the ending of it. Cause it's like I said, it's been a while. It yeah, happens he, at the end of it. He ends up, let me actually look here. He does something good. Like for, because like I know the ending is like he's doing the snow angel, which started uh, started at the beginning of the book. Yeah, it says here uh, the breakthrough should uh, says here uh, there was a breakthrough in cryogenics was anonymously gifted to Wayne Enterprise, so he basically was able to like help Wayne Enterprise with this technology of what he was using as Mr. Freeze. It says here, the breakthrough should allow all four corners of the globe to receive vaccines and medicine that previously required powered refrigeration. Mm. Yeah. So um, essentially ends up doing something good for the world. And then he's put in, he's put in black gate, but they like, I guess give him time off during the snowy season. And he ends like doing a snow angel. There is a really cool moment where Batman has to go fight him. And he puts on like one of these like suits. That's like, you know, powered, like heavy duty and shit, which we've seen this before. We saw this in the, uh, is it Tomas run? Or no, the, um, it's it's the same kind of concept, but it's not yeah. the it's not this it's not the Hellbat because yeah, that's yeah. what you're thinking. This is the Alfred says it in this book. I just can't remember the title of it. Yeah, but again, this is one of those things where when Batman needs help, he has a suit for it. It's not just built into his normal bat suit, which was a complaint we had at the end of Batman 129, right? Yeah. So like, I like this kind of stuff because this is what makes Batman cool, right? Like. This is his version of like Iron Man, right? He has like a suit for everything. So I thought this was kind the of cool. Sun mm, the sunsuit. The um, sunsuit. And I think this is really cool because it glows orange and stuff like that. And it helps him fight Freeze. And yeah, they capture Freeze. And I know, um, what does he say? Uh, let's see. 
Oh, he ends up telling that he, there's this moment when they beat him. He tells Robin the secret to like how to unlock stuff. And so that's when they go and they do everything for Nora and they release it to Wayne Enterprises. But yeah, I this is not the worst book out of all of them. I think Penguin is probably the worst. Yeah. Um, I think I like this one more than Two-Face. Uh, Even though it had its ups and downs. I think here's the problem, though. Um, I think that Two-Face fits more into continuity than this does. I agree. I don't like them trying to change his origin. Because, yeah. like, here's the thing is, I, it's, it, we we're kind of having this discussion because uh, I forgot who it was that kept asking us, like, how would you do, how would you revamp Eggman? How would you revamp so-and-so, right? And um, what ends up happening is I thought, I was just, Sorry, I, I just got a call from Los Angeles, and I was like, I swear to God, if that's something important, I'm going to be pissed that I just muted that. <laughs> um, but uh, leave a message, please. Uh, anyways, I I always think, I hate when people think that the way you make a villain more villainous is to make them like a super murderer or creepy, psychotic person, right? Like, freeze being somebody that did something bad for the love of his wife to try to save her that's a good enough villain story because yeah. he did bad things and that makes him a villain but he's doing it all for the love of his wife and he doesn't need to be this complete asshole and and that's where i didn't like the change because in the beginning it totally makes sense the idea of oh yeah the freaking mr freeze could easily be a good person yeah easily but then saying oh actually he hates the nagging of his wife he hates all these different things and it very much is the white knight problem yeah and immediately after white knight came season five of arrow where mm -hmm. the where arrow did the exact same thing uh the villain of season five of arrow captured oliver queen and had them all chained up and he's like, well, hey, you used to do this. Talking about referencing season one where you used to kill all the people that were on that list that Oliver Queen had. And Oliver Queen eventually just yelled out because I liked it. I loved murdering those people and everything else. And that is what this has become. Like yeah. this idea of like, oh, the secret is they're actually crazy. And it just doesn't make sense for Mr. Freeze. It doesn't rub me the right way for Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought it was just a bad change. Uh, Scott Snyder tried to do the same thing where he was the reason his wife got put into the cryo chamber. Or no, 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 not necessarily that. He was obsessing over a woman that wasn't even his wife or his girlfriend. And he ended up, I guess she fell into a river and that's how he kept her like an ice lake or something like that. And they put her in yeah. the cryo thing and he just obsesses over her. Um, I think that story's worse. Because that makes him seem like a pervert kind of dude. That's kind of really creepy, like incel -y. And I don't like that either. Um, I think, you know, it, it's very rare some people get things done on the first try. And I think Paul Dini got it right on the first try. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, I don't even, I don't think Paul Dini created Mr. Freeze. But I'm just saying, like, that is the most iconic story for Mr. Freeze. And I don't think anybody's going to beat that. Um, I think that is that is the killing joke for Mr. Freeze. You know what I mean? And um, I don't think you need to change that origin. I think I think he's fine. Uh, I think maybe people try to change Mr. Freeze because they want to be able to do something with him that is crazy 
but they can't do it if he's like has a chance to be a good guy. You know what I mean? I guess that's what they feel like. I'm like, no, you can just tell stories. It's just always got to be for his wife. You know what I mean? Um, and we saw, uh, I'm forgetting his name. Like the, the artist that did the wife story, Tomas, right? What is it? Tomasi? Tomasi is his name. Yeah, P- Peter Tomasi. Yeah. yeah, Peter Tomasi. I was forgetting the, the writer's name. Mrs. Freeze. Which was bad. Turned out to be a bad story. Because yeah. then she just, it's unfortunate. She got out and she was a bitch. She got out, she was a bitch, but not only that, they completely disregarded the fact that Mr. Freeze was just somewhere inside the Batcave. Yeah. yeah. And they, like, and his his symptoms were being reversed. Yeah. Remember how they had to keep him, like, in heat in order to stay cold? It was, like, actually very, very weird. Yeah. So... Uh. I don't know why people fuck with Freeze all the time. I don't know. So, yeah, these one bad stay stories so far, I think one's knocked it out of the park. You know, I think the Riddler one was really good. I think, you know, Two-Face and Freeze are decent. uh, But I agree with you. I don't, I would not consider this continuity the way it plays out. Um, And Penguin was just kind of boring. I didn't really add anything to Penguin. Now, I don't think we're getting one next month. Because Raphael said that Catwoman was delayed, so that was supposed to come out next month. So I don't think it. I don't think we're getting one. Which I was really excited for the Catwoman one because the drawings look awesome. Yeah, I don't know how the writing's gonna be, but I uh, it looks good. Um, so we'll see. We might not be getting one of these for a while now, but for the most part, I don't know. This one was drawn cool. It looked cool. I just you don't fuck with the origins of you know, like. A Mr. Freeze, you just don't do it. It's like trying to give fucking Joker an origin too. Um, I don't put it past Zdarsky though. We'll see. Um, but that is going to be it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, do you got anything going on this week, man? Uh, I do not. I mean, just yesterday at the time of us recording this, I did review Andor episode 11. Over at Star Wars Alliance, go check out the YouTube of Geekverse. Uh, there is a two and a half hour review that is with Andor and our Star Wars book Convergence review. Go check that out. That won't be available on its solid own podcast feeds until possibly Sunday, if not uh, the week of Thanksgiving. So go check that out. Noise, noise. Uh, I am still just uploading stuff on the shorts channel. I think I mentioned this last week, but I already started filming the first video for the new channel and I'm trying to gear up on a whole bunch of other things going forward um, because I would like to launch the new channel sometime in January, but that is not a guarantee. Um, But yeah, I've been working on that stuff, but just go check out the the shorts channel. That is where I've also been live streaming lately. So go check that out. But that is going to be it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne, and remember, Batman is awesome. News Weekly.